only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. Today is Sunday, November 8th, 2015, and I am your host, Renata. It is cold here. It is cold here in California. I was um, complaining about the heat <laughs> all summer. Now it cooled off, and it's cold. It, it warms up a little bit during the day, but it drops really um, a lot. The temperature drops a lot at night. So it's been chilly, chilly. Winter is upon us, which is good. I much prefer the um, the uh, cold to the heat. I cannot do the heat. So I hope that you all are doing well, and I do apologize for being late. I took a little nap. I woke up very early this morning. was out kind of late last night. Uh, took a nap, and and I'm running late, so I apologize for that. Let me see what we got here today. Okay, I'm going to unmute you guys in just a moment. Let, let's do our scripture. This scripture comes from Joshua 24, 14 through 16. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. That's powerful. That's a good scripture. Good scriptures, rather plural, because that was three different scriptures. The bottom line is we must choose. We can serve all kinds of different masters. We can serve Satan. You can serve the things of this world, you can serve material things, you can you there's so many different things to worship. And we are definitely idol worshipers here. Um but you're gonna have to choose because there's no in between. There's no in between. And this is why the scriptures tells you to to choose for yourself. Because you can live in a household with fifteen different people and everyone's doing their own thing and, 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 and living like hell and serving this God and that God and whatever they're doing, but you're going to have to choose because you're going to have to stand for yourself. On Judgment Day, you have to stand for yourself. You have to be accountable for your actions. 
So you need to take a stand. If you are the head of your household, you need to take a stand and say, this is, this is who we are serving here in this house. And if that's not going to work for you, <laughs> kind of rough to say to minor children, no, you can't put them out. But you really do have to take a stand for yourself, and you have to take a stand for your household because Satan is busy trying to divide families in this last day, lasting evil and wicked day. He is busy trying to trying to cause division in the household, trying to get whoever he can to fall from the Lord and to worship him. So do not be deceived. Choose today. Choose today who you will serve, the Lord or Satan. There is no in-between. I don't care what people tell you. I know that the Catholics, I don't know if they still do, but when I was Catholic, they used to teach purgatory, that there's this in-between place. If you're sort of good and you're sort of bad, you sit in purgatory until the Lord decides. No, there is no purgatory. You either serve the Lord or you serve Satan. And you may say, I do not serve the devil, but I don't believe in God. Well, you do. You do serve him if you're not serving the Lord. So I want to put that out there. If you want to uh, read more of this scripture, which is really good, um, it's Joshua 22 and 14 through 16. Amen. Okay. Let's see. For anyone who who, um, is not on the distribution list, because I do send out emails when we have this call, you can send me an email at remu2 at hotmail.com. Just let me know that you want to to be on the um, the mailing list to get um, a notification for this call. I think everyone knows there's more than one way to join the call. You can... Get on the call via your computer or whatever device you have by going to TalkShoe.com and putting in the call ID number, 114-616, or you can call directly um, on the telephone and listen that way. We give you that information. You can call 724-444-7444. It will ask you for a call ID, and that number is 114-616. I do that because there's, you know, always new people coming to the call. I know most people already know this information, but just for the benefit of those who do not. And I want to note, too, that if you do call in, because not everyone has computers, but if you do call in and I unmute you and you don't want to talk, do not feel obligated. Nobody is ever obligated to talk. Speaking of not having a um, computer, yesterday I saw on Amazon, well, back up a little bit. Last week I saw on Amazon that they had Kindle Fires for $99 with no tax and no shipping and handling. I thought that was excellent. But yesterday I happened to check Amazon and they went down even further. They went off half off from the $99. So they were $49.99 yesterday. I didn't check today. But, uh, you know, that's the the um, Kindle Fire, that's the older model because I think they're up to the HDX now. 
But I'm telling you, I have just about all of their models, and they're all the same. They're pretty much the same. You may not get as much memory with the HD, the one they have on sale, but if you don't download a lot of apps and stuff, which I don't, I don't, I personally don't download a lot of apps, then you should be fine with that. I think I even saw where they um, they have added uh, a slot for HD card where you can take some of that stuff off of your device and put it on that, that little card thing. SSD card, I think it's called. You can put it on that. So that saves memory too. So I'm just saying, if, if anybody who may need um, some sort of um, device to get on the Internet, but they don't want to purchase a whole you know, laptop or desktop, I love my Kindle. Love it. And like I said, I've, so far I have bought every upgrade that they've had. Not because I really wanted to do that, but because either it got stolen or one of them broke because I dropped it. So for whatever reason, I ended up with, with all of the different ones. And I'm telling you, the first one is not much different at all from the um, from the later models. Actually, I like the first one better because it didn't have all the advertisements. The ones they have now, you know, they give you all these advertisements in between you surfing the net and stuff, which is not a big deal. But anyway, I just said that to say uh, $49.99 is what it was yesterday. I don't know about today, so you might want to check. I swear by mine. Um, it is running neck and neck with the, um, what's that, iPad. Everyone that will tell you it is is just as good or better as an iPad. So I wanted to put that out there. Maybe you want to get one for someone for Christmas. I don't know. But I wanted to share that because I know that uh, not everyone has a laptop. So that's a good alternative. I love mine. All right. What else? Oh, workplace mobbing. Oh, Lord. Workplace mobbing. I haven't talked about it here much because I've been doing it on my YouTube channel to get more uh, exposure. But um, the week last week, it, it, it could have been, you know, okay. I mean, they, 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 they do what they do. They're going to workplace mob me because that's what they do. So I, I dealt with, you know, the normal stuff they do. But at the end of the day, Friday, my coworkers got very strange, very strange. One of the managers who never speaks, well, you guys know they don't speak to me unless they have to about work, but she never speaks. Um, so as I was getting ready to leave for the day, she stood up and said, Renata, are you leaving? I'm thinking, okay, here we go, something's up. No, she didn't ask me if I was leaving. She said, are you going home? And I said, home, no, because I wasn't going home. I was going to do what I do after work, but I wasn't home. And she said, oh, okay, but you're leaving. And I didn't respond because I knew right then and there that something was going on. And so I said, um, I, I left, went to the elevator for another person to be waiting for me there. And she says, I'm holding the elevator for you. And I said, oh, no, go ahead and have a nice weekend. 
because I knew they were all working together to orchestrate something, but they have this whole total surveillance thing going on with me anyway. So I guess she wanted me to ride down the elevator so she could watch me go down the elevator. Okay, so she didn't get what she wanted, so I guess they communicated that. So I went across the street to the store, which is what I do after work, and another coworker came running up behind me. I don't know what he was trying to do. I guess he was trying to sneak up. I don't know what he was trying to do, but it was so odd and so weird. And so I turned around and I saw him, and he was shocked that I saw him, so he sort of ran over to the side to kind of try to hide. It was just so so weird. It was very weird. So I go in the store. I'm at the register. Another coworker comes. She goes to the ATM, which she passed the ATM to get to that ATM, but that's fine if that's what she wants to do. So she's looking around, looking around on the fly, very fly. You know how they do it, how they look on the fly. And by this time, I'm thinking, these people these people are strange. They're, they're strange. So I went to the back of the store. I guess she wanted to go out the door with me is what I'm thinking because they like to do that. They like to do this whole surveillance thing on me. So I went to the back of the store. She couldn't obviously turn around to see where I was because it would have been way too obvious. But she was trying to look around on the slide. So finally she left the store because I guess she said to herself, well, she must be not. So she looked around when she got outside. She walked towards the building, but then she came back the other way. I think she was, which is the way I would have walked if I had left the store. So I guess she was trying to see where I was. It was just, it was strange. I know it doesn't sound like anything. It was strange. It was strange. Now, they follow me all the time, but this was very, this was so obvious and so strange. Anyway, wanted to get that recorded, wanted to get that recorded. Oh, so I recorded that on YouTube. Something's up. Something's up. They're they're working on some sort of setup or something. Something strange. Anyway, so let's see what else. I like to record myself, so that's why I'm doing this. I'm like targeted and harassed. Targeted and harassed. Like to get our stuff recorded too, um, and it's good to do. Good to do. And if you ever have something that you want recorded, let me know, and I can put your name on the on the um, title so that you can easily find it if you want me to. If you don't want me to, I won't. Okay, so what else? Went to City Hall on Tuesday to the City Council meeting. Oh, another bizarre day. They have really been doing over-the-top stuff with me, guys. I'm telling you, like, over-the-top. So I come out of my house. You, you guys know those are heavy targeting days, Tuesday. Very heavy targeting days when they know I'm going to City Hall. They, they do all they can to stop me from going there. So I come out of my house on Tuesday to run an errand or whatever I was doing. I can't remember. And my block is blocked off by police. The perp neighbor across the street is standing outside looking at my reaction to what I'm seeing. So I said, okay, here we go, because I'm noticing her just looking. So I um, went down the street, and I'm trying to figure out what, what is all of this. I mean, the tape, the cars, everything is just blocked off. 
So I asked the the um, the officer. I said, "Well, can I can I go out?" I wasn't even sure if I could leave, and she was like, "Yeah, you can." But it's, before she talked to me, when I got to her, she got on her cell phone and she texted something. I think she texted. Yeah, she texted something, and. I realized at that moment that she was probably texting the officer at the other end to let him know I came that way. But they know where the targets live. Believe me, they do. And so I went down the street, and I asked her, you know, what's going on? She said, oh, she couldn't even really look at me. She couldn't get the story straight. She said, oh, there, there's a suspect. I said, for what? And she said, oh, someone with a gun in one of the backyards. I said, which backyard? She said, oh, we don't know. It, it was, it was. now this is going to sound strange. It was not true, you guys. I do not believe it. I do not believe there was no suspect on this box. There was not. I'm telling you, there was not. It was street theater at its finest. There was nothing going on. They were not actively looking for anyone. They were all standing still. They were not moving around. They were not knocking on people's doors saying, stay in your house. There's a suspect in the area. Have you seen any suspect? Can we check your backyard? Nothing. Now, this is going to sound strange. I believe they did that to try to intimidate me not to go to City Hall. Now, that sounds very bizarre, but I've seen bizarre with these people. In fact, I've seen more over-the-top stuff since that day. That was last Tuesday. Yesterday they had a whole other manhunt going on up the street. I don't believe it. And then, you know what? That's really sad. Let's say it is true. These people have traumatized me so much that I don't believe it. And that's bad. That's really bad. But I don't. I don't believe it because they harass me so bad. <laughs> and they have for so many years. And then, as I said on my YouTube video, the whole significance of that, we, you know, police on the corner, police on the corner, we've been through that before. When they first started targeting me, every morning at 4-something when I would leave to work, the police would be on the corner closer to my house with the bicycle and yellow jackets. That was all to sensitize me. I know this now. Then on the far corner, there would be bicycles and yellow jackets. This is four something in the morning, every morning for like a week. So this little scene that they did Tuesday, that's familiar to me. We've been through that before. But I just think it's bizarre that they would go so over the top. There was no suspect in this area. Trust me, believe me. I don't know how soon they left after I left because I was gone. But there was, there was nothing going on. And yesterday, same thing. There was nothing going on. These people are are not normal. Like they're 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 not normal. So anyway, so after that whole street theater, I get down to City Hall. I think that was to prevent, you know, to try to intimidate me, but it didn't work. So I went down there, and as soon as I get ready to go in the building, a barrage of police officers, like a flash mob of police officers, all tried to come in the door with me at the same time. But I didn't go in. I waited. I let them go because I know their intimidation tactics. They really, all of this shows me that they really don't want you to speak out. They really, really, really do not 
want you to expose what they're doing, which should make us expose it because it tells us that some kind of way it hurts them if we do expose. So I say we should expose. Now, you're going to go through all of this extra stuff like I go through the more you expose, but it should be done. It's one of those things where I feel I have to. It's a responsibility. I need to let people know what they're doing. Are they going to help me? No. But it may help someone else to know what they're doing, and you never know whose ears your information may fall on. Now, you have to go through some weird stuff with these people, but for me, it's worth it. It's worth it because I'm going to do my job, which is to expose, and I'm going to continue to expose. There, I mean, let's just say I stop exposing today. They're still not going to stop harassing me. It's not going to stop. And I know this because I was at that place before where I didn't expose anything, and they were still doing what they were doing. So anyway, I just wanted to get that on the record. And let's see if I have anything else. No, I do not. I will start to unmute people. Okay, here's my question for the day. This came to my mind. Um, How close are you to your family members? That's my question. Because most targets used to be close, but as you know, they sever any and all in most relationships over a period of time. doesn't always happen in the beginning, but it happens. So that's my question. How how close are you? Are you are you as close as you used to be? Are you as close as you want to be? My family has definitely been affected by this. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. All right. I'm going to unmute you guys. Hello, James. Hello. I hope you guys can hear me. Can you hear me, you guys, in the chat room? Please let me know. Okay, thank you, Misunderstood. I like that name, too. M.S. Understood. Misunderstood. Thank you. Hello, New York. Hello. Are you there? I try to give people a chance to get to the phone because I know people have the phone on mute. Hello, Jerome? Yeah, hello there. It's uh, Jerome in T-Dot, Toronto. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Yes, yes. Um, Question. All right, so answer. Uh, yeah, my brother and sister, they're very close to me still, but, um, just the, the natural course of life where, you know, he has children now, my sister and my bro, my, uh, 
My brother, he has uh, he has children also now, so it's not a matter of we drifted apart. It's just a matter of that they're busy. You know, I have to take that into account. But um, now the good thing about uh, what's going on is that my brother he brings up my niece and my nephew to uh, to get some kung fu training. So now now they're training. Uh, what's, well, my uh, my nephew my nephew is six uh, six years old, and my niece mm-hmm. is four. Yeah, so um, they're doing kung fu now, so I'm seeing him more often. So okay. We are, yeah, we 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 still keep it close. Um, we're not bad. <laughs> you know, this <clears throat> targeting. <clears throat> I don't know if they've contact made contact with with uh, my family. I really don't know, because uh, you know how it goes. They're very uh, slimy. They're very crawling on their bellies, kind of you know behind the uh, behind people's back back kind of mm-hmm. idea. You know, so um. Don't know what the devil has done. Don't know what the devil is trying to do. But uh, I just know that, uh, you know, as a family unit, we're still trying to maintain some closeness. They're doing their thing with their, with their family. But uh, we still have our moments at Christmas and stuff like that where we get together and just to hang out and just you know, share food and, you know, just talk and catch up. And that's great. I, I think that if if they had gotten in contact with your family, you will know eventually. They'll start doing tactics, and you know you will know. So that that's great, and enjoy enjoy your family. Yeah, really. thank you. Stay as close as possible, and that's that's my advice to anyone. Family is everything. Thank you, Jerome. You're welcome. Hello, New York. Hello. Yeah, put your back on home. Okay, so if I um some people just don't want to talk and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Just don't say anything. Or if you just want to say hello and that's all I want to say, then that's that's fine too. But if I unmute you and you're not there, um then you'll have to wait until I go down the line and come back to you. Hello, Michigan. Hi. Hi, Renata. This is uh, Ruth McCourt. I'm the one that um, YouTube messaged you about the Second Thessalonians. Hi, Ruth McCourt. How are you? I'm doing okay. (laughs) Good. Welcome. I'm so glad you came to the call. Yeah. um, I can say that the targeting has definitely changed the way that um, my family sees me, um, except for one sister. Um, But it's been kind of um, mixed because, like, I had another sister who was really... um, heavily into believing what she was told and she came to like really um, not trust me anymore and stuff, but she's kind of come around since then. So it's just been, you know, they've, they've been influenced, but they don't like go into it totally. They don't become perps. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, stay connected with your family as much as possible. They they really want to destroy the family. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share? Do you want to share anything about your targeting or? Um, not specifically today. No, um, I'm just still kind of um trying to make sense of it all. Uh, you know about how to look at it. Um. Because I feel like it's really, I really kind of started to see myself through the perp's eyes. Mm-hmm. And really Can, you, got what, down can on, you explain that a little bit, please? Well, um, just, um, I used to have a lot of self-confidence. And since this has happened, I've become a lot less self-confident, and it's maybe starting to come back a little bit. But, um, yeah, just that's pretty much it. Okay. Sort of, you know, like seeing myself in a negative light. And I don't think, you know, maybe there were problems with the way I saw myself before, but certainly going to the opposite extreme... Mm-hmm. Is not healthy either. So I'm tr- I'm still trying to figure out, you know, because um, I feel like I'm in the middle of they're accusing me of being a certain way and I'm accusing them of being a certain way, and I don't, you know, I don't know that either is right. You know what I mean? Well, we don't really, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't really care about their accusations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. focus on yourself because yeah. uh, self self esteem issues can definitely be fixed, right? Um, you know, worked on, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is one of the things they do. They really do um, tear down and affect your self esteem. Mm-hmm. You, they they do. You know, you stop trusting yourself, right? Um, you stop feeling good about yourself. Some people stop uh, fixing themselves up, which mm-hmm. is something I I, I, I kind of struggle with sometimes. So I mm-hmm. try to go out of my way to make sure, you know, I fix myself up because, the, I mean, the energy level is low. The, you know, you can deal right. with depression because of this. You know, people are not treating you the same. It just gets to be a bit much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing that the Lord cannot help us through. Right. You right. know? So just stay strong in that area. It is very, it's very good that you're honest about that and that you're um, conscious of it because now you can just, you know, work at that. You know, there's one thing I did want to mention is that um, I'm in a Bible study through the Bible Study Fellowship, which mm-hmm. is it's all women. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to give a shout-out to them because they're, you know, not perpy. They haven't, you know ostracized me or anything so um, if that's something anybody is interested I would really recommend that group is that online or is that in person it's um no they meet you can go they have a BSF international is their site and so you can go on there and you can find out where a class is being held near you and they're pretty widespread in fact, I mean, they're international. That's how widespread they are. And they have separate groups for men and women. And the women's are more popular. So, but they do have men's groups too. Okay. And that's called BFF 
International? B as in Bob, S as in Smith, F as in Fast. B-S-F. Yep. Okay, B-S-F International, everyone, if you want to find a Bible study near you. Thank you for that information. Yeah. Very good. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold and um, start eight if you'd like to speak again, okay? Okay. All right, thank you. Yep. So glad she came to the call. Very nice. Hello, Texas. Hello. All right, I'll put you back on hold. You there? Yes, hi, this is Nancy. Hi. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just switching back and forth. Shelly's having a call, and I told her, you know, it's frustrating because I'm going back and forth and back and forth. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, um, but I did hear what that lady said just the end because I was going back and forth. Um, what was her, uh, where do you find the Bible study near us? Um, you have to go to their website. It's called uh, BSF International. B like boy, S like Sam, and F like Frank. Is that uh, non-denominational? I don't know. You, you probably have to check it out on their website. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, um, things are a little bit crazy. Uh, you know, they've uh, switched my days and nights. Uh, many times to where, you know, but <laughs> lately they'll let me sleep for a couple of hours and then wake me up, which I've never in my life had. Once I'm asleep, mm-hmm. I sleep all the way through my whole life. It's like, you know, just a matter of when that timing is that I can actually get to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But this is a new one where it's like, you know, it's like a forced sleep and a forced wake up. Have you ever had that? Yeah, I have. Actually, last week was was pretty bad for me, but I think um, last week may have had to do with the time change. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really not good last week in the sleep department. Oh, yeah. Um, It's kind of crazy, you know, to be like woken up and then have to go back to sleep and then woken up. I mean, um, anyway, it's just it's new for me. But, yeah, there's been a lot of craziness and a lot of drama. Um, Somebody that I know is a Seventh-day Adventist, so I went to church with them yesterday. And Uh uh, this perp was, like, in the middle of the service, pointing his phone at me to film me. And I looked over, and he just gave me that perp grin and waved real fast and everything. And it's like, good grief, you know, can't even go to church without stalking. <laughs> well, they don't want you to go to church. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I had someone, I had someone um, taking pictures of me, um, driving behind me, filming me on that same weird day that my coworkers were acting strange. So I know what that's like. That's all intimidation mm-hmm. stuff. I just thought it was silly. It's like, you know, good grief. Yeah, it's just silly. It doesn't scare me or ruin my day or anything like that. It was just like, here they are again. They just won't let up. No, they they really don't let up. But usually, you know, I I know that they are um, monitoring me and stalking me, and um, I can figure out who it is. But um, you know, it's just it it was so uh, 
in my face kind of thing, you know, and I'm sure the rest of the crowd just thought, oh, this is somebody just recording the services and going to put it on the Internet or whatever, you know, just thinking something innocent. But I knew from that perk grin and that fast wave, you know, (laughs) I can sensitize to those things. So it's like, all right, whatever. But um, did you go to church today? I did not. I did not. I was at no excuse, but I was out kind of late last night. Um, oh, no, that's I woke fine. Up I just know. I was going to ask if they harassed you. No, I, I didn't go today, but I'm sure they would have harassed me because they always do when I go. That's a shame. It's just insanity. Yeah. We need a perp-free gathering of good I humor. know. They find some way to infiltrate it, believe me. <laughs> yeah, they tell lies about us. We're so dangerous, you know. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, that's that's about it. Um, Glad to hear that you're hanging in there, and um, I'm sorry for all that you're going through. You don't deserve it. Oh, thank you. None of us do. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold. I know you're going back and forth. Okay. Okay. James, I'm coming to you, but I did come to you, and you weren't there, so... Give me a few minutes. Hi, Robert. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Um, well, I'm doing okay right now. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Thank you. Did you hear the question of the day? Yeah, about uh, am I close to family members? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not really that close to family members. Um, I communicate with my father and stepmother um, over the phone every once in a while, mm-hmm. and a few uh, fam- other family members on Facebook once in a while, but most of the time I'm not really that close to them. I don't really talk to them at all most of the time. Yeah. Well, when you do talk to them, you know, make the most out of it, and and be thankful that you do have that communication with them. Better than yeah. nothing. Yeah. And the reason why I don't talk to my father and stepmother very often is because I have found that they were in on my targeting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But family members really do become involved. Yeah. And I have, for like, some people. Mhm. And I have uh, one sister that um, I suspect might be on on it, but I'm not really sure. Okay. And there's two and there's two sisters that I'm actually estranged from and don't talk to at all, and I haven't talked to since 2009. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I hope things get better. Anything else on your mind? Um, well, the other two sisters, uh, that I haven't talked to since 2009, I have found that one of them was in on it because two years later, um, even though she lives in, uh, Maryland, she actually came to, uh, Lancaster in Pennsylvania where I live and actually parked me over here. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like going jogging one day and I actually saw her, um, and I and she was actually 20 at the time, and I was 30. And I actually saw her hanging around um, 
outside of a nearby hospital with three other girls who were about her age who were also perpetrators. Mm-hmm. They were, like, watching me as I was going jogging. Just and I kind of stared in her direction because I was surprised to see uh, one of my sisters over there. Mm-hmm. And she had that look on her face like she was hoping I wouldn't try to approach her and talk to her. Wow. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was telling um, Jerome. He was, he was. I think that was Jerome. I was just telling that too. Like, if you, you will definitely know when they're involved. You know what I mean? You'll definitely yeah. know. Like you're describing, you, you'll know. You'll know. So for those who do not have family members involved, be glad of that. You know, be very glad. Okay, Robert. Anything else? Well, that's not the first time that particular sister hurts me. Um, I actually, uh, like before that, um, I actually saw her um, outside that same hospital. She was coming out of a front passenger seat of some Jeep that had their license plates on the back. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a good look at who the driver was, but I definitely was able to see my sister coming out of the front passenger seat. And that's I think terrible. that was done to hurt me, too. How could you turn on your sibling? That is terrible. They do yeah, it. Though. I, yeah. Do it. I, I know. Mhm. I mean, there was some prior conflict between, um, like me, her, and the other strange sister. Like before, like she became part of the program. And I think that that's part of what motivated her to like join in on with the rest of the perps. Mhm. Wow. I guess, like, the people who had me under surveillance decided to take advantage of the conflict and recruit her. Yeah. Hmm. Well, all we can do is pray for them. They are being deceived. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Robert. I'm going to spend your calls. Okay. Thank you. Awful. Okay, let me read from the chat room. I am a guest says, my family acts as if they are afraid of me, including the person I live with. The only time I am allowed to be around them is when they target me. And that's to discourage you from, from being around them. That's why they do that. I have not seen my two children in over 15 years. Oh, I'm sorry. They do not phone, and the closest uh, and the closeness with my siblings is no more. I have a granddaughter here in college, and she was made to target me. I acted as if I didn't know her because I did not want to cause her no harm as a result of this program. Isn't that awful? Even the grandchild. Well, you're not the first person I heard to say um, that their grandchildren. Um, target them. I remember another lady, she really was getting um, targeted a lot by all of her family members, including her grandchildren. That's terrible. That was really sad. I'm so sorry to hear that, I'm a guest. Wow. Hello, Illinois. Oh, hey, Renata. Hi, Donald. How are you? I'm doing doing okay. How about yourself? 
I'm doing good. Doing good today. I took a nap, so I'm not cranky. <laughs> I'm doing good. So, did you hear the question of the day? Oh, uh, yes, I did. Did you want to answer or talk about anything else? Uh, as far as the yeah, as far as the the family thing, um, I've been fortunate that um, I kind of grew up in a family that's always been close. So, um, okay. you know, we we come from like grandmothers who were like, um, you know, really Christian and you know, godly women. So it's kind of like they try to keep the family together. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like it kind of. So the my family they've been knowing me since I was you know young and. And they know so some of the people who know what's going on, they mm-hmm. um they they can't believe it. I mean they they believe me, but they they're not gonna turn on me because they know me so well. And so like the caller who just who just talked about his siblings and how he didn't really have that close of a you know he had kind of like some disagreements. Mm-hmm. I think they might they might go after those type of siblings, but if you have like a close family, it's kind of hard to reach you know that type of um, family. So me, I haven't had to deal with it, but that's because I believe it's because we've just, we just been close for so long, you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a good thing on my part. So. But, um, well, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's very good. I have something to tell you on that, though. My family was very close. Very close. All the way down to nieces, nephews, great nieces, great nephews, family functions, I would throw the functions, um, everything, everything. Um, Christian, very Christian, but somehow they got to him. Somehow they got to him. And I think in my family, I have people who are um, in the entertainment business, in the Hollywood stuff, and we know how satanic that, that industry is. So from what I can see, they started with one of those family members. I have more than one in that industry. They started with one of them who I believe is willing to do the sacrifices and everything else, you know, that they have to do from what we've heard. Um, And then he infected the rest. That's how I see it for my family. But everything you described, the closeness, the Christianity, the family values, it was there. So little by little, it got to them. Yeah, and, I, and I, so I guess it depends on the, the person in your family. Like if they're, like you said, it's, if they're subject to like let things, um, you know, if they have that weakness about them to be able to turn on you. You know, yeah. you, so it might just be, you know, depend on that person. And, they, and, and I guess the perps, or the, the people who've doing or are doing this, they they kind of study the family members too to see who might be able to have that weakness about them to you know fall into it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's just yeah. my theory. You know. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad to to you know to watch it happen. I know, you know, that they're they're being deceived, and that's sad. And and it's even worse to me because we are a Christian family, and we know the Lord in my family. So I don't know where they think they're going after this. If they, you know, if they're perving people, you know. And I believe that I believe that 
when they are working in the capacity of a perpetrator, meaning they have probably signed up with some contractor or however they do this thing, um, through Citizen Corps or whatever, that they're not only like perping you, the family member, but other people too in their area. Like they that's their occupation now. That's what that's what I believe. That's what I've seen for my family members, a few of them. Wow. And that's sad. Yep, yep. That's sad. When you're willing to do anything for some money or for gift cards or whatever they're giving you, it's um, it's not good. It's not good. Anything else, Donald? Uh, I did want to ask, uh, what was your, uh, your YouTube page? I wanted to uh, maybe see if I can hop on there sometime. Oh, okay. Are you in the chat room? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Are you in the chat room? I was going to put the link in the chat room. No, I'm not not in a chat room. But but if not, you can, um, if you have like like an email, you can send me the email. That's fine. Um, Yeah, I'll email you the link. But it is called, my YouTube channel is called God is Our Protector. It's all one word. God is Our Protector. Protector. Okay. And I think more than one will come up. Um, because I think there's somebody else with a name that's similar, but you'll you'll see mine. Just click on them both until you find it. You'll start seeing your stuff about targeting. You'll know that's mine. Okay. Okay. But I'll still send you the link. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Okay, mm-hmm. but I, I do I do want to mention something about my targeting, but I could I can I can chime in a little, a little later once because I know you're trying to go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Else. Go ahead. It's it's fine. Go ahead. It, it's real quick. I I just wanted to ask, like maybe you can ask your um your listeners too if they know any have any knowledge about it. Um, if, if you don't know, you know, but um, as far as like cause, you know, a lot of my targeting is they 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 do it through the air, you know, through the helicopters, the the drones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I do get like the, the actual commercial planes as well. So um, mm-hmm. I've been been trying to do research, or or if you happen to know, or your listeners know, are are they able to control? I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Are they able to control like because um, my my house where I'm staying at now it's about fifteen ten or fifteen minutes away from the airport. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to see are they able? Do you, do you know if they're able to control? Like uh, once the airplane lifts off into, into the a commercial airplane, once it lifts off into the air, are, are they able to control the direction without the pilot? Because I, I actually um, had an interview with a um, with a uh, a blog talk person, and mm-hmm. they 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 didn't want me to interview with her. So an hour before the interview, uh, there were like commercial planes with literally pulling over the house. Like one after every five minutes, and this this happens usually when I'm getting ready to talk to somebody, but they don't want me. Like you said, you go to the city hall, and um, and they do things to you, and but this happens to me a lot when I'm getting ready to talk to somebody. They have these commercial, and literally with passengers on these planes, they're pulling them over the house, and and it's really really loud, and then they do that to distract me. 
And I've, you know, I've told a couple of other um, TIs about this, and you know, but no one really knows as far as I've done. I have done some research, and it does show that the government is able to. They, there has been like been reports about the government remote controlling commercial airplanes. Um, so I don't know if the, the pilot is actually doing it, or if it's the government actually controlling the plane, making it go out of its route. Because I've actually seen a plane go out of its route. To come over the house and then turn off and go the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> I kid you not, this is happening. And so I, I believe it. I, I do believe it. So you're saying? So your question is: Can the can the airplanes be remotely controlled without a pilot? Is that what you're saying? Oh uh, yes. You know, I don't know if it's the pilot doing it or is it actual somebody else actually from the outside controlling the plane to go a certain route before it actually goes to its destination. You know. Well, number one, I'm thinking that just because it's a commercial plane doesn't mean there's passengers on there. Uh, okay. They could okay. he could have just took off without any passengers. That's number one. But I mean, if you believe the uh, some of the um, theories behind 9/11, um, I've heard several people say that they don't believe there was a pilot in 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 those planes. Was it more than one plane? I think it was. Um, that crashed into the Twin Towers. They think that that was remotely controlled. So, you know what I mean? I believe that it is definitely, absolutely possible that they could fly a plane. I mean, just think about the, the little kid model planes. You can They can fly those remotely, so why couldn't they do it with the larger plane? Right. And steer it in the direction, you know how they have the little controllers, you know, on the on the kids' model where they can, you know, move it to the right, move it to the left, move it up, move it down. I'm sure they can do that. I, I would I would believe that they could. They have to because, like I said, it's only when I'm getting ready to, you know, talk to somebody that they don't want me to talk to. They either have the plane come on right right over the house or mm-hmm. they'll make it make a, a loud noise, like, um, to make it sound, uh, to have some, another thing that they're doing, they they can somehow make the plane make a loud noise as if the plane is right over you, but it's not even near you. Mm-hmm. And like my family, they all hear it too. It sounds like like you're right by the airport. And but they, it only happens when I'm talking to somebody that they don't want me to talk to. <laughs> I I don't so, live far from an airport, and I get the um, the airplane stocking as well. So um, I know exactly what you mean. And a couple of weeks ago, they must have flew the mothership over my house because. <laughs> It rocked my whole house to the point where everyone in the house came out and said, what was that? I mean, it felt like the mothership over my house. It was really very powerful. I don't know what kind of plane that was or jet or whatever that was, but it was extremely powerful um, to the point where it shook the house. So they, you know, they, they can do these things. They can. That was- I was just curious, like, if any of your listeners, you know, they do a lot of research and they, you know, um, a lot of these things. And even like you and I talked about, like, we have our stars, like, they, they sit outside the home. I don't know how they're able to do that. But even if your listeners know anything about that or somebody else is getting it too, like that star, you know, that you and I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the drones that look like stars, because they have different types of drones, yes. 
Right, and this mm-hmm. one actually just sits there. It just sits there and it doesn't move, and it's close to your, you know, close. It's not even close, you know, far away, and it's really big. So I was just trying to see if any. And I was just trying to, you know, take notes on all this stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just for my record. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is very good to ask on these calls because a lot of people know, you know, know about this kind of stuff. So if anyone knows about um, airplanes or jets or whatever, uh, having the ability to fly remote via remote or wireless or whatever you want to call it, um, Donald would be interested in knowing or if you guys know anything about the drones. Darlene Miles knows a lot about drones. Okay. that. Do you know who Darlene is? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she knows a lot about drones. So if you guys know anything, please let Donald know or comment, and he'll hear it because he's here today. Okay, thank you, Donald. Anything else? Uh, no, that should be it. Uh, thanks for, um, for answering or helping out. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, thanks. Okay, we'll put that on hold. I'm getting to everybody. I'm sorry it's taking a while, you guys. Hello, targeted and harassed. Hello, Renata. How are you? Hi. I'm blessed in the Lord and trust in God. Um, I, I do want to ask, the recording from last week, is there any way I could pull that up? Yes, I will. I will fix that for you. I got your message. I'll fix it. Okay, I appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate everything. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna talk briefly today, okay? Okay. Okay. As of today, November eighth, twenty fifteenth, I have not been arrested or charged with any crimes. Whoever has me under this twenty-four hour surveillance, let's stick to the reports that you have on me and the false falsification of my medical records. They had a nine-year-old boy targeted and killed in Chicago, Tyshawn Lee, because of his father's gang affiliation. Stop targeting me and put the money to better use so innocent people will not be harmed. I'm going to tell a few examples of my targeting this week. This week, they had someone get in touch with me by email. They had the person state they hadn't talked to me in six years. This is a covert way of obtaining information. I won't be answering that email. Also, someone at the daycare spoke to me from across the street. They spoke several times. I did not respond. Then the grown woman from across the street hollered, forget you. No one ever goes to that extreme to speak to me from the daycare. Also, I put some dry patch asphalt in the yard. Uh, To mimic, they had the daycare completely redone in asphalt. The owners of the day of the property came to the parking lot. This was another unnecessary covert way of mimicking. I just want I'm just putting a few 
brief things in there today, but I want to tell everybody to be aware of everything in your in their surroundings because if you look around you, every single thing, and don't take it lightly, is have some type of involvement with the harassment. So everything you do, everywhere you go, you you under some surveillance, listening devices, and uh, a picture taken or, or whatever. But I guess if, if you notice and you can note this, so if something ever do come up, you know where all the information come up. You can time date it and everything else. So that's all I want to say on that to everybody today. But as far as uh, the family members and all that, I want to say this. As far as my immediate family, we're, we're, everything is okay, and we're still all in home and pretty pretty close. No complaints. God is with us. But as far as, as the outside uh, family of what you call family members, from the beginning when I realized that I was being targeted and they had uh, family members asking me all kind of questions, meeting up with me in all kind of stores and everything, even taking me out to lunch. And I know you got that in your report because I've seen some of the uh, perps sitting all around the restaurant, so I know you got that in your report. Uh, <clears throat> I immediately stopped. I immediately stopped contact with them because I didn't. At that point, I didn't know the involvement of the program, but I stopped immediate. Uh, uh, conversation with outsiders of the family because that's the way I wanted. I I didn't want anybody else getting involved or I wasn't going to be put put have myself put in a position to be asked all type of questions when I know what was going on. I like it that way. God got it that way and I'm happy as a lark. Thank you, Renata. Okay, you're welcome. A couple things that you said. Uh let's see. You mentioned the child that was killed in Chicago. I heard yeah. about that. That is just so very, very sad. This child um, that targeted and harassed is talking about his um, father has some gang ties. And apparently, from what I heard, there was something, some kind of something going on where, I don't know, somebody was fighting or some kind of commotion, and people had gathered around a circle to, to, to see what had happened. And the little boy went over there too, and uh, and then he got shot or something. But they they said that um, it turns out that gang members, uh, rival gang members of his father's, uh, are the ones who actually killed this child. And the father's not talking. The father's like, I don't know what's going on. It has nothing to do with me. And I just think that's awful. And he should be arrested for that. And how how dare him not, you know, tell. I mean, the code of the street cannot be that deep to where you're going to allow someone to kill your child and you not say anything. Now, I'm sure he'll probably retaliate on them, but it's just uh, tragic that the the child had to die. And the mother was just devastated. I saw her on the news. She she couldn't even compose herself. Very sad. Um, So thanks for bringing that up. Thank you. And and then you also mentioned that someone has sent you an email um, that you hadn't talked to in years and that you don't plan to respond to that. They, that is one of the tactics they use to try to information gather, to try to get you to say things in writing or with your, you know, uh, or to confess to something or, you know, entrapment kind of stuff. They do that a lot. That used to happen to me a lot. So I know what you mean about that. Yeah, when I saw the email, 
it was, you know, the email she wrote, it wasn't like regular email. It was like on a beautiful email, like, I guess, the, like inserted. You know, it was so nice on some nice paper and everything like that. But some of the statements that was made in the email was un- incorrect. So that is another way um, that I definitely wouldn't re- respond to anything like that. If you hadn't talked to me, oh, and then she said, you know, life is too short and all this kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, life might be too short, but if this if this was God based and it was truly of of God, I would uh, uh, respond. But this God has nothing to do with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then the other thing about that is they try to get people in your circle, you know, so that they can target you further. So they may they may have been trying to get her back in your life. Well, that was a try to fail. Yeah. And I know y'all listening. I told, let me say this to the to to the Hallis perpetrators or whoever. I done told y'all and I done told y'all over and over that I got God. And God says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and he's all that I need. So y'all can go on ahead with your mess, because I love me some God and Jesus. Thank you, Renata, for allowing <laughs> me to you. say that. And, and if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Good thank for you. you. Well, thank you. Thank you for thank sharing. You. Put you back on hold. I love targeted and harassed. She is so... Brave. She's going to play with them. She tells. She does. She exposes them. And that is great. Hi, James. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I About the question that everybody asked or that you asked. Um, um, are you in touch with your family? Has your family been affected by this targeting? That's yeah, lately. Yeah, a great deal. I feel that uh, I'll I'll never probably get together with my sisters again. And I know that was um, started because of this or had something to do with it. And my children, time is lost and can never be made up. And um, I feel that um, my children's lives are affected because of it to to a negative extent. This whole thing... Your children are adults, right, James? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, okay. They're in their 20s. I feel that uh, this targeting has made... um, has brought good people down and moved bad people up. And that's a sad thing. That's very sad. But that would yeah. happen. And and I think it has happened to a great extent. I think some really horrible people have been brought up. We've got to probably have an economy that is based on uh, this targeting. It's, you know, the money flow is is affecting the economy, and it's it has to do with this targeting. And it's disgusting. It's ridiculous. And I... Um, I call these people. Um, I call them out for this. this is, they they have a lot to uh, account for, and they should go to jail. People that are doing this, they should be put in jail. There's no way that we can go back to a normal life. And these people who are doing this, uh, this 
harassment on us, I think that they have tasted blood and there's no way they can go back to a normal life either. There's no way that they can be um, live amongst normal people anymore because they they are hurting people and they're killing people. That's that's all I have to say about that one. I sure right. would like to meet some reformed perps that could give us some information, shed some light on some of this stuff. Yeah, I think they're too afraid that they'll be killed, but maybe that they won't. And they will be. Yeah, they have something to be afraid of because they will. Well, they they would kill the people who who um, came forward. At least yeah. somebody can't come forward. They can probably put a message out that anonymous, I suppose. But they'd probably even be afraid to do that. Yeah. With the yeah, technology they have. Mm-hmm. So um, the other thing I wanted to ask was that has. Um, this is a question for, well, it's really for everybody, but it concerns men. Um, has anybody, any of the men noticed that they have problems with, um, uh, in, with sex? So like having sex, uh, they have interrupted sex, um, to, to the point where the, um, you know, the feeling just goes away totally, like an erection just dissolves and you're, you're like, um, left wondering what happened. And um, I, I James, know... Can we, James, can we hold that for just a few more minutes? Because you and I had talked about that this morning, and I, I actually did find an article, so I wanted to make a whole discussion of that, if you don't mind. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because that's important. That's really important. Mm-hmm. for people to know that, you know, that that happened. So give me a few more minutes, okay? All right. Okay, thank you, James. And the other thing I wanted to mention was um, I've been researching, um, you see, this this targeting is not the first time this has happened. It, this has happened before, but it, it wasn't electronic. Um, so what happened before is that the neighbors are... Well, first I want to first I want to mention that 66 or two thirds of the people, according to the Stanley Milgram experiment, will do will act um, on on the uh, say so of a uh, authority figure. It probably you know in our case it's uh, corporate leaders. I call them corporate stooges, but they're mm-hmm. corporate. Not, they don't have to be leaders. They can be mid-level managers. As long as they have a white coat on, this is the way the Stanley Milgram experiment went. And uh, they will even hurt and even kill a someone based on what one of these people say. Supposed, um, you know, um, authority figures. So I was looking back um, in World War II that there was the um the Germans and other people told people what to do you know in World War two, like on their say so they would kill their fellow neighbors their neighbors um they they there was like the town of l v l v i v in that time at that time it was polish and right and today it's ukraine in U- Ukraine. And in that town, 
I think 2,200 people were killed, a lot of them beaten to death. Originally, it started out like that. They made them take their clothes off, and um, they killed the men pretty much immediately. And the women, they made them run through the streets, and they, you know, they raped them and, and things. It's hard to believe that the neighbors would do this to anyone, but they did at the, at the um, encouragement of the Germans, the Nazis. And um, over like a two-week period, that happened. It's ridiculous. And um, they just turned into like animals and um, were, you know, corralling these people and herding them into the street and beating them. And, you know, it, it's... Well, it didn't start out that way. It started out like they forced them to clean the street and do ridiculous things, and then then it turned into that. Um, okay. You know, it's like this: these sociopaths, and they will do things like this. They don't have any empathy. At least the ones that did this would not have any empathy. And they, you know, based on the say-so of the Nazi or German person, would... Um, they would think there would be no retaliation. That's another thing, you know, and then they would do it in, in public. So, um, you know, that, so that is, I think, the first time, not the first time, but it was one time that it was it was uh, documented in a book. You can look on, on the Internet, look for uh, um, World War II, um, Oh, look for the town of L L V I V L V I V in wait, how do you spell 1941. That, James? What? James, how do you, wait, say it again. How do you spell it? L V I V L. I think they pronounce it Leviv, but it looks okay, like L. Can you, can you put the link in the chat room? Because my pen is not working. If you okay. get a moment. Okay. All right. Thank so you. So that's. Um, yeah, that's I, I. This has gone. This has been done in history. You know, that that's the most uh, egregious thing that I've found. I'm sure there was other one, others that are not as bad, but that was you know for, uh, what seventy, eighty years ago, not that long ago, and um, you know all those people were killed. It and it was pretty much the same time for all of uh, all of the towns. They did it all on the same timeline. So they had uh, the Nazis go into the town, and then they said, well, we're in charge now, and this is the way, you know, they wanted to get rid of the Jews. So, so they uh, said that they were targeted, and that they could do anything to them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pictures. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay, so that's all I wanted to say about that. All right, thank you. Stick around, James, because we're going to come back to that subject in a moment. All right. Hello, Arizona. Hello. Hi. This is um Kathy in Phoenix and I just joined your call. Um Ken Rhodes is the one that gave me the call in number this last week and um I haven't experienced anything except for my home being entered into and I'm um, like severely um, stopped 
like the gang stalking thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going through a situation. Um, my I just was new to this a few months ago, and I um, was very close to my sister. And I can go back to 2011 and trace this back. And she doesn't believe me. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time talking about this. No problem. And I'm, it's some of it's in my neighborhood. I figured out what was going on here. And there's money laundering in the businesses and stuff. And my daughter was taken for $100,000. And Okay, I, I'm sorry. If you want to share a little more of that, because that, that's terrible. How old is your daughter? She's 31. She's a nurse and a single mom, and she lost everything. It's going to bankruptcy court. This gentleman had been in prison for 11 years, money from banks, and then he started doing this with women, like making them think that he cared about them and just overboard and had them put cars in their names and take out loans, and she had excellent credit, and she lost everything, and she's living with me, but I'm going to have to leave here and go back to Vermont where my family is. And my sister said, I can't live with her. Why why do you have to move, Cassie? Why do you have to go back to Vermont? You just want to be closer to family? Well, no, because in the neighborhood, I mean, things have happened to me. I can go back to 2013, and I'm in a nice area, and when the market dropped... I feel like is when a lot of these people moved in or houses were bought and sold and there was no for sale sign that went up. And I think what's happened is it's like cartel has moved in and I caught on to what they were doing and I was drugged and in a car accident and I hit the 51 freeway wall in Phoenix on September 24th. It did over $4,000 worth of damage to my car, but I was never hurt, thank God. Thank God. And then my daughter and I would have both been killed if we'd have let this guy in the car the night I picked her up on the 4th of July. And I know we would have. And I'm pretty intuitive because I was went to the Coaches Training Institute in California to be a life and business coach and that's one of the things we really honed in on is our, you know, intuition. So, um, and I worked in the mental health field. I did work for Southwest Airlines. Um, and then I got ill with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and ended up having to resign. But the things that have gone on have just been unbelievable. What's happened to me and my neighbor when I was in the accident, it, I blacked out in my car first. I was on my way to a doctor's appointment, and he had my cell phone, and two of the landscapers were there. Same two and the paramedics were there, and I felt fine, and they said, everything checked out okay. Did I want to go into the hospital? And I said, no, I feel fine. I don't know what happened. I thought I had just fallen asleep. And then about 15 minutes later, on my way, I took the freeway, which I don't take anymore, and then I ended up getting in that accident, and my neighbor said to me, 
said I was going to have to pull you out and do CPR. And I said, don't worry, I know what happened to me because the clinical liaison that I was the case manager for helped me figure out what it was because I was in and out of this for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And anyways, he, and I said, don't worry, I know what, this, what happened. And he goes, what, somebody slipped you a Mickey? And he never talks. And I said, I don't hang out with that, those kind of people. And, he, and I said, I plan on leaving here. And he said, I think that's a really good idea. And the people five doors down put these papers outside my door called gang stalking. And that's right around the time it started happening. And the mental health field started, a psychiatrist started targeting me also and ended up firing me because I played on my cell phone from his office, the call that came through with his mom confirming my appointment with another gentleman beside her, real robotic thing for surgery, press too. And after I played that for him, I told him, I need you to write a letter that I'm not paranoid like you thought. And I even signed consent forms and he would not talk to the people that had witnessed this with me said he didn't need to and he said he'd write me the letter and it would be ready um this was a year ago labor day weekend on that tuesday did i want to email i said no i want a hand walk you know out of the office and it was for a month and he changed everything on there to make it look like i was paranoid and he was trying to prescribe 90 milligrams of adderall for my add and I worked in the mental health field, and I know the psychotropic meds well enough to know if somebody's paranoid, you definitely don't give them a stimulant. So even the pharmacist questioned what he was trying to do with my medications, and I didn't go to the board because I'm too afraid. So let me ask you, do do you, I'm I'm so sorry you went through all of that, and um, thank you to Ken for... um, Ken saved my life the other day. I mean, I was ready... Oh, we're talking about Ken. We're talking about Ken Rose, right? Yes. Ken Rose. Yes. Yeah, he's wonderful. I love Ken. Life But let, let me just say, let me. I want to thank Ken for referring you to this call. Um, also, there's another Kathy from Arizona that comes to this call too. I don't know which part of Arizona she's in, but uh, her name is in, Kathy as well. She's in Buckeye. Oh, okay. And um, I, you know, was, do, do you understand that, that if you move, that the targeting will follow you? That's what they've said. However, I think once I sit my family down and talk to them, they will understand what happened to me. Because in 2013, I called my sister and said, I feel like they're going to try to kill me because I was making a call out at Christmas to my counselor And it kept going to this woman that said, do you want to schedule your audition? But when a friend of my daughter's, an ex-boyfriend, came that night for Christmas because he was alone also and my daughter was going to her dad's, I dialed out on his phone and it went straight through. Uh And, And my grandson's dad that she's not with said to me then, your stories are not going to seem believable. And I said, what are you talking about? And... That's what people will say is they don't sound believable, but they are true. I mean, they're really true. 
So um, I do have that fear. I do have that fear that since I talked about what happened with my daughter and that Christmas, I called crisis and I was going to check in at Valley Hospital. When I mentioned the guy's name that did this to my daughter because he told her he was not afraid to go back to jail, he said he knows doctors, attorneys, whatever. He wasn't kidding because a woman gave me this number to this attorney and he's not above board for this bankruptcy that my daughter had to file because this gentleman didn't pay her all the money, all the payments he was going to do only a few times, and then she tried to take it over and couldn't, and this attorney took it. And she's got to pay like $30,000 by the time she's done. And that's not even the creditors that she's going to have to, that didn't go away. She's going to have to be paying until she's in her 40s. And they want to take her retirement as um, disposable income. It's been a horrible, horrible thing that's gone on. Anyways, when I checked in in 2013, this is when she met this guy, I was afraid. And as soon as I mentioned this guy's name in the hospital, all kinds of stuff happened to me that was unbelievable. I ended up in three different hospitals because they said they wanted to petition me. And I said, you have no reason to petition me. And you can go to you know where because I'm taking an ambulance to the next one. And I took it to the next one, the third one after stuff went on in that one. Then I was going to take it to another one, and they stopped me and said, there's nothing wrong with you. Do you want to have your daughter come pick you up? Why would one hospital say, oh, we're going to petition you? And the the last hospital say, we're going to have your daughter come get you. There's not a problem. Because I was on to what they were doing. You would not be Yeah. Wow. And then after that, I knew something's not right, and these are supposed to be professional people. And I brought with me to the first hospital license plates, all kinds of things, because I thought maybe I could see the law while I was there. They copied all my stuff. I saw them taking it out. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you really have a severe targeting, and I'm really sorry to hear that. I, I hope have, things get better. Yeah. I just wonder if you ever thought about the fact um, of when you move to where your relatives are, what if you're, and prayerfully this does not happen, but what if your relatives become involved? Will it be worse for you? Um, if my relatives become involved in, in, your in what, my, um, yeah. my, you know, getting healthy from this or? your targeting. What if they become involved? What if they turn on you? Um, I don't believe that they would do that. I mean, my sister's not talking to me because she doesn't believe it, but I started a timeline, and I think if I can sit down with her, I know my brother knows, but he doesn't know what to do. He feels helpless. And they're in Vermont. And I even asked if there was anybody in Vermont on the call last night because I know where I want to go, and I think that's where this person lives. And I thought, you know, since my sister's not going to let me come there, once I saw my house and I go, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there. My sister said she would give me one week vacation and that's it. Well, why don't you make sure you have a place secured for yourself before you, you know, move there? Yeah, I just haven't been able to go there or start looking because my daughter works three nights a week, 12-hour shifts, and then... 
I have a three and a half year old grandson and I'm taking care of him. Yeah. Not only then, but because she moved in here, I have him pretty much nonstop. He's really clung to me and I, I can't. Is going with you to Vermont? What's that? Are you, is your uh, daughter and her son going with you to Vermont? No, she's targeted and doesn't even see it. Doesn't even see it. And what will happen is these people that are involved with this type of situation, she thinks are her friends, not this guy. She has no contact anymore. But they're all doing the same kind of thing, but say they don't like each other, don't know each other. And she, they will call her on her days off, and she'll want to go. And then I've got the baby, and it's just I have severe chronic fatigue with fibromyalgia, and I'm going down fast. And she said to me, in 2011, I had skin cancer surgery on my nose, and it's reappeared, it looks like, on my ear. And I'm a smoker like crazy now since this. And she said she's really worried about me. And I said, I don't call that being worried about your mom when you're willing to compromise her health by putting your child on me. She's never, ever, ever been like this before. It's like she's crazy. Oh, and she doesn't realize she's targeted. That's bad. No, she doesn't. And it's almost like mind control. I mean, they'll call her because what they're trying to do is, I feel they're trying to make me break down to any point to get me to kill myself. And I did see a counselor here, and Uh she was not above board. And told me she didn't know what these gang stalking papers were, that her husband knew somebody in law enforcement. So she brought him back the next week and said, oh, my God, this is very serious. This person in law enforcement said, if that's what is happening, you need to change your identity and leave here. And I became really afraid, and I I didn't know what to do, and I had my daughter come in and have her tell her. Oh, and she also said the baby and, and... your daughter, and then I said to her, if that's the case, I've called the police on a few occasions, I said, and they lied on reports, falsified reports, like where I was hit in a parking lot, a Circle K parking lot by two cars and one fled the scene, the same parking lot and two cars, and I said, they lied about that report, they lied about a lot of things. And I said, so if you know somebody in law enforcement or your husband that knows about this, can I speak with them because the officers treat me like I'm delusional? And she said, oh, no, 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 it's my client. You can't talk to him. Because I asked if she, I could tell. Okay, so she went from saying it was her husband to her client? Yes, yes. And I felt like she was warning me. And I told her, On 129 of 13, I filed the first phone harassment on the calls coming into my home. And the police told me to have them traced. I traced them at 275 a trace. And then when I talked to the person in security at Cox, he said in December of 14, he said, if you don't want to go forward from December, then it's going to be nil and void, the report. I said, that is BS. So... I called the FBI and told them how I'd been harassed, and I contacted the FCC, and they told me local law enforcement needed to do it. When I told local law enforcement about it, 
they said, that's not our job. We don't have time to do that. Yeah, they don't help. So they didn't okay, do Okay, Kathy, um, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to put you on hold. I have a couple other people that want to speak, um, but you're welcome to speak again if you'd like. Okay, thank you. I I'm just want to thing real mm-hmm. quick. The the other calls that I've been on a lot have been mm-hmm. about, um, you know, grounding and um, shielding and stuff like that, but I haven't heard a lot about the group stalking. So if there's anybody, because I'm pretty isolated, that wants to contact me, I can give out my phone number or if someone knows the person in Vermont and would ask them if it would be okay if I would speak with them and give them my information, I would greatly appreciate that. Okay, well, if you want to give out your information, you're welcome to do that. Okay, it's my phone number is 602-558-1056. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, and thank you for letting me talk. No problem. Hang in there, too. Wow, she has a really um, severe case of stalking going on. That can be pretty scary. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I will caution you, though, that just about everyone I know who has moved, it, you know, they got like a week or two of relief, and then it started all over again. Yeah. Well, my sister worked for the governor there when he was a senator in Vermont, so I feel like there's a possibility of getting more done, you know what I mean, around that kind of stuff there. Yeah. Well, that's good. I hope it works out for you. Keep us posted. I will. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Star 8, if you did not have a chance to speak. Hi, Jerome. Yeah, hello? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, Jerome. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, that, that question, one thing that popped into my head, and I really don't discuss, uh, there's a lot of stuff I keep down, locked down, and just to myself because uh, there's no point. Um, I just deal with it. But uh, yeah, like I said, I get along with my family, but there's always been like an issue with my with my surviving son. He's um, uh, we talk and we love each other. You know, he's glad to, he's glad to hear from me, and I'm glad to hear from him. And I spend as much time as I can with him because. You know, when you're dealing with this garbage, this satanic nonsense, this circus, you realize just how precious uh, life is. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I think, like I said, many, many moons ago, many, many decades ago, many thousands of years ago, I was saying that uh, my son might be in on it because they mm-hmm. got him when he was uh, f- uh, mentally uh, vulnerable. I think that he was going through some... Um, Things where he was mad at me, with the uh, <clears throat> the fact that I didn't make uh, I didn't stay with his mom. I found out through talking that he was very angry with me, and when there's anger, there the devil slips in. So that yeah. might have been that might have been a possibility where they where they uh, kind of recruited him for um, you know to target me. Uh, but uh, nothing's written in stone, like I said. But uh, I did discuss that there were certain things that happened, and sometimes he just behaves a certain way, and it just seems like he he is just not uh, himself uh, functioning correctly. 
know, so um, it's a possibility that, uh, you know, that they could have recruited, that they could have, uh, you know, tried to isolate him. You know, from me because what what uh, what greater victory than it would you know than to have someone, uh, you know, uh, being targeted by their own uh, flesh and blood offspring. You know, right. so that that'd be a satanic trophy for them. You know, and maybe burn in hell, and they will <laughs> for, right. for eternity. But um, it just popped into my head that um, you know, they they can't stop me because um, they will not stop my relationship because it's it's uh. You know, uh, it's it's uh, God gave, you know, me uh, him, you know, to take care of, and I'm not going to let the devil intervene or intercept, uh, you know, that love that I have for him. So even though he might be possibly misguided and misled and on the wrong track, I'm not going to, and I don't hold that against him. I know I, I just uh, I put a lot of love in the situation. You know, mm-hmm. and things have gotten better by leaps and bounds now. You know, we uh, we share a lot of uh, good, uh, you know, interest, like the martial arts and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's a possibility. I, I just thought it just like went boing into my head that, uh, oh, holy smoke. Yeah, there's a possibility that my son could have been recruiting, recruited, but um, I don't let it get to me. I just do my thing and just, uh, you know, we get together, we train. And we just hang out, and we, we just do our thing, and, you know, let the devil do his thing, and uh, and I do my thing, you know, just try to keep things on the on the up and uh, up and going, because that's family. And I don't know, you know, short of them pulling a sword and trying to take your head off or putting bullets through your body, I don't know if it's that serious to, uh, you know, if, if you really love them, try and work it out, because once life is gone, life is gone. There's no redoing. Yeah, and there's no Very true. There's no second take. Very true. Just hang on to whatever you can with your son. But you can. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Sorry. I dropped. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Star 8, if you would like to speak. Or we're gonna just move on. California. Hello. Uh, hello. Hi. Hey. Hey, Lala. Did you hear the question of the day? Oh no. It's um. Who was the question? <laughs> no, I forgot the question. Um, are you in touch with your family? How's your family relationship? Um. I talk to my family, but they don't really know what's going on. I have an auntie and a cousin. My cousin is, um, she's a TI. I told her that, but she's so far gone in drugs and alcohol, she she can care less what I'm saying right now. She's aware of what's going on, but she ain't trying to fix the problem because she's so busy doing something else. So um, I reached out to her and I told her and I wanted to share more with her, but she don't return my call. So if she doesn't return my call, there ain't nothing I can really do. Right. You know, but I tell you what I have been doing. Uh-huh. I've been calling um, members of FFCH because they got a new board. And it was funny because one guy hung up on me yesterday because he thought I was selling something. 
and um, I contacted some people and I told them what I was doing, mm-hmm. and um, they were very happy. And uh, a lot of them are getting the magnets. They asked me to go with them to, to show them where the magnet, what magnet I got. And um, I got the people here in Sacramento that are doing the same, you know. And I, I don't know. My thing is, is if we all just start moving ourselves away from the satellite, and eventually, the more people that join, that's just how I believe. The more people that join, the more it would be like. Oh, you know, we can spread the word. Oh, get a earth magnet and wear it, you know, and then it'll shut the system down, you know. Uh-huh. Even though we, we got people that are fighting, that are trying to go to Congress and get this solved, but my thing in the process, we don't have to be suffered in the long run. That's so, true. I had a lady that called me back today, and I noticed a lot of them, they say, if this works, I say, it does work. <laughs> they always say, if it does work, I say, it does work. Trust me. There ain't no ifs, no buts, but it works. So there's a few people that are doing it, and I can't wait till they be able to share their stories. That's good. I'm excited, excited about that. That is very good. Whatever works, everybody's method of trying to take care of this stuff is different, but if it works for you, then go for it. Any relief we can get. That's right, because I know, because the more signals they throw on you, the more complicated and the more crazier it sounds, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not having it. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But far as my family members, my aunt knows, my cousin knows, and it's kind of weird because my family members, they say I'm the smartest one in the family, but now they're calling me crazy, so I don't really, I'm kind of confused about that whole thing. No, that's to be expected because a lot of them don't understand this, you know, and it's a subject that's way out there in left field for them. So, you know, or some of them may be involved, depending on whose family it is. Yeah, but we're used to that. We're used to that label. It's not right, but you know we've all heard it. Yeah, what used to bother me in the beginning, but it doesn't bother me anymore because I know that the Lord, the Lord is, you know, He's guiding me and He's helping me. But what I am learning that there are so many people that are still asleep. Like I was at the gym last week and I was telling this lady, I said, you know, I'm microchipped. And I said, I'm going to tell you right now, the vaccines has 100% to do with it, a lot. And she goes, that's not true. And then she hurried up and got away from me. And then I, my my initial thought was to get upset. Mm-hmm. And then I had to think about it. And it's like everybody is not awake. No, they're not. Yeah, and so some I can't get mad. Would rather, some people would rather not know the truth. They don't even want to deal with it. Yeah, so I just don't let that bother me anymore. But one day, they're going to be like, I remember that lady in the pool. She used to tell me about this stuff, and I thought she was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, anything else, Lala? Oh, no, not for now. All right, thank you. All right. Let's check on for a minute. Ready. 
Okay. Um, if you did not get a chance to speak, star eight, if you would like to. All right. I am going to unmute James now. And James and I had a brief conversation this morning. Hang on a second when I try to find what I'm looking for here. All right, we had a a brief uh, conversation this morning about um, something that affects men, not all men, but some men, um, and uh, and we want to talk about that. James would like to talk about that. Okay, someone is asking to speak. So one second, James. Hello. Hello. Hi, Renata. Hi. Who's speaking? Hi. Uh, California, Southern California. Oh, okay. And I, I'm going to be really brief because I'd like to hear what James has to say. Okay. And um, I just uh, noticed a phenomenon that, um, which is when the microwaves go up really, really high, um, and there doesn't seem to be any resolve for um, dealing with it. For some reason, when I get on certain calls, like just now this happened, that's why I start aided because it's kind of a weird phenomenon to me. But um, when I got on this call, the frequency started to go down lower and lower and lower. They were just unbearable. Mm. And um, I've heard other TIs say the same thing that sometimes the only remedy for um, this electronic microwaving is uh, getting on a call. I don't know why, um, but I think it has to do with the fact, and I've seen this phenomenon again over and over, is um, they don't want to be outed at all. Right. And they don't want to create any kind of consistency. Um but maybe, and I'm not, you know, sure that I'm right, but um, people have said to me on the calls, gee, you sound just fine. And um, I think that's part of it is they don't want a recording or witnesses. And on the calls, there's witnesses to the fact that you're being targeted and you're suffering and you're hurting and you sound like you're suffering and I'm speaking of myself, and so I sound like I'm hurting. So um, that might be one of the one of the reasons that that happens. Well, I don't know if this is what you're describing, but I have experience where sometimes it seems like they try to be quote unquote nice to me, or um, or target me a little uh, less to try to prevent me from speaking out. Is that what you're describing? No, no, okay. because I I don't um, personally in my situation I don't see anything. Um, they never give me a break on anything. Okay. They're only giving themselves a break, and mm-hmm. that's what I've seen just from my side. And I know everybody's targeting is different, and every mm-hmm. type every type is um, tailor made for that person 
to a degree. Mm-hmm. But what I see is it's all about them. So the other side of things is um, another phenomenon that I noticed was I'm just going to use B2K as a very easy example that most people can relate to. Mm-hmm. That, um, it was everywhere. B2K, B2K, the computers are going to crash. This is the plan. You know, it's going to happen. Everything was organized like that from the beginning. So what I noticed was um, to make the victims look bad or to make the alarmists, they're calling them, look bad, they don't do it. They will not do it if you Mm -hmm. announce it. And I've seen this over and over and over and over that as long as it's announced over and over, there's kind of an element from them of, ha, 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 it's a false prophet, it's an alarmist, So, um, but they don't do it. And it's because they've been found out and they don't do it. So, um, you know, that is something that I noticed today. It's just um, came to me today that that's what's going on. So I know that um, I used to live in the San Gabriel Valley and there was, Oh, there were a lot of warnings about earthquakes, earthquakes, earthquakes. And whenever the big warnings came and they showed all the statistics pointing to the fact that um, there's a big earthquake coming, it didn't happen. And then they were blamed. And then they were blamed. The seismologists were blamed and said, you're alarmist. And because you're, and they do it deliberately that way. It's just, you know, organized. And they say that um, you're an alarmist and you're inaccurate and we've just proven it. But they will not do things that are warned about. Like 9-11 wasn't warned. The Northridge earthquake, um, the seismologist tried to warn it about it, but it did never get out on the media. It never got in the newspapers. So um, it's just something that I've noticed as far as patterns are concerned with these people. So um, um, they do have patterns and they do have, um, a, this is all systematic. So it means system, is it systemized? Anyway, I've been under a lot of microwave all morning, so that's the story on that. But um, that's how it works. And I've always been really interested in these systems and how they work and how these people think because it's very different. When you can tell an honest person is when they don't understand how they think. That's an honest person. That's somebody who's never been indoctrinated to the Illuminati. I'm calling the syndicate in California the Illuminati. And um, the way you can tell someone who has never been indoctrinated or is not part of it because they don't understand it. They genuinely don't understand how the system works. And it's because their mind um, has always gone in a different direction, which is um, honest. They're honest people. That's how I always, first of all, would look and see if it's an honest person or not because they really don't get it. And when you explain it to them, the light bulb goes on and they go, oh, my gosh, that's, that makes sense. So anyway, um, perpetrators are way out ahead of you, and they have this sly look on their face of, <laughs> we pulled one, I mean, 
pulled one over on them. Ha, 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 we got our way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a different look completely. So anyway, I just um, wanted to say that because um, I just out them any chance I get. <laughs> it's the bottom line. I just use the calls to out them um, at any chance I can get to out them. I do that. But anyway, thank you, Renata. Thanks for letting me talk. You're very welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to unmute James now. Let's see. Okay, James. Find you here. Okay, are you there, James? Yes, hello? Yes, hi. All right, so James and I had a conversation this morning. Let me just, before I even go into that, let me just preface this by saying that we are all mature adults here, Um, so I'm sure this conversation will not be too um, left field for anyone because um, things happen uh, to people, and it's not always a comfortable thing to talk about, but this is something that is important, and it probably affects more than one person on this call or in the targeted community um, or outside the targeted community for that matter. So James and I were discussing this this morning, and it is erectile dysfunction in men or also known as impotence. And so, uh, James, go ahead, share whatever you want to share. Don't share what you don't want to share. And I do have an article on it. We could talk about it more. But it is something that affects uh, people. The main thing I wanted to say was that I don't believe that there's anything or very little wrong with me. I I think I'm fairly healthy. Mm -hmm. And um, so, uh, and what I'm talking about is that, um, you know, I believe that the um, handlers can interrupt sex. I've heard that before uh, from See, there was a man who died, and and uh, it was in his interview. I think he was from Chicago. It was uh, I forget his name right now, but he was he was saying that, and and I've noticed it also that they can interrupt sex, and it's it's not that you, you've got tar- you've got uh, erectile dysfunction. You're you know if somebody's having sex, they can interrupt it. They can make um, your your um, feeling the I mean the the entire feeling go away immediately and and it's like you know you 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 just have nothing left there's no feeling you couldn't you can't get it back uh it, it comes back after a while it's like um whatever they've done this um desensitizing has interrupted your feeling now and sometime into the future, it comes back later, but very slowly and after, you know, maybe a day, I would say. And uh, who knows if it comes back entirely because um, they have, they have uh, I believe this is somewhat some, some kind of surgery that they have done with a, um, some kind of desensitizing beam. Maybe it can be used to uh, even, um, you know, take, Take pain away, like uh, like uh, um, what is that? Uh, like a, like Novocaine. I don't know, um, but 
but this is what has happened to me. I've noticed it over uh, a number of times in real time. I've noticed it, and I can feel that they're doing this. I, I feel also that it's done for, uh, you know, uh, as a joke or hilarity, you know, that they would, I call it their high-five moment, you know, where they, you mm-hmm. know, everybody stands around and high-fives each other. And uh, it, it's kind of like the Three Stooges, if you've ever seen that. I, uh, uh, it's very stupid. It's very, um, you know, like like jokes on people, slapstick comedy. Some Some people might think that's funny. But I don't think that kind of thing is funny anymore. Anyway, that's um, that's my take on it. And I was wondering if anybody else has that, and, and I, I'm sure that they do because I noticed that the, this started happening to me uh, in 2014, and about a year ago, and um, ever since then it happens uh, quite often. It, it seems like they never had this type of weapon before, a beam like a resonance beam and now they have it quite often and everybody it seems to be ubiquitous every every place it exists and um people shouldn't they probably do this to um one person or the other and leaves the other person wondering what happened and well, it actually leaves both people wondering what happened but one maybe maybe they're encouraged to think that it's the partners problem that they're having and that it's not uh it's not them that's doing it it's it's uh um it's a personal problem you know like uh, uh you know that that oh, all of a sudden this cropped up or um you know just really a joke it's a it's a joke played on one one or both people and uh, so i'll leave it there thank you Okay, thank you, James. So, if any anyone who you know is comfortable talking about this or or know anything um, about it, then please share. Um, I mean, uh, the sexual, the lack of uh, sexual desires is not only um, does not only happen to men, but it can happen to women as well. Like you could just totally not even have that desire for any kind of intimacy, not just sex, but, you know, intimacy, uh, period, or relationships. And it's a real, you know, it's a real thing because we are um, sexual beings, to be honest, we are. Um, People do desire love and affection in their lives. But sometimes when this targeting happens, you could be mentally turned off, number one, because you're dealing with so many things but then your body can be affected by this stuff as well. So let me just read uh, this article that I found on about health. It's, it's not very long, but let's just see what we can learn from it. Impotence is a very common problem. Remember, one in ten men have a problem achieving or sustaining an erection at some point in their lives. The important thing is if you have a problem that does not seem to be improving, you can get help. You okay? So then, uh, uh, let me skip through this a little bit. Okay, there have been big advances in the treatments for impotence, psychosexual therapy for impotence. It is estimated that up to ninety percent 
of the cause of erectile problems have a psychological cause. This can range from relationship difficulties, performance anxiety, or deeper, more complex causes. In a target's case, it would probably be the deeper, more complex causes. Um, An experienced counselor or therapist can help. They look at and work through these difficulties with you, offering possible solutions. So I, I would say that even though it is probably due to targeting in our case, I would not rule out, you know, talking to a counselor about this or, or your medical doctor. Maybe they can offer you some sort of treatment. Okay, vacuum pump treatments for impotence. A vacuum pump is a plastic cylinder. Vacuum pumps work by placing the device over the penis Sucking out the air from the tube creates pressure and blood is forced rapidly into the penis. And I, I'm sorry for this, um, you know, this um, kind of blunt conversation, but, I mean, we're, we're adults, you know, and this is a real problem. And I, I like to address all problems that TIs are having, okay? So I hope this is not too graphic for anyone. Um, medication treatments for impotence. Viagra is one of the best-known medications for erectile dysfunction. You need to be sexually stimulated for Viagra to be effective. Viagra works uh, within an hour and usually lasts for three to four hours. I would say if you do use something like Viagra, make sure you check with your doctor and read all those warning signs because I've heard that Viagra can cause problems as well. Um, Uprima. This medication is a pill taken under the tongue. Uprima dissolves within about 15 minutes and is effective for up to two hours. Uprima will not work without sexual stimulation. And then they have injection treatments, some hormone treatments, some um, prosthesis treatments, and it goes on and on, Um, and also surgical treatments. So check with your doctor if you're having this issue. I have heard also that uh, medication, some medication may affect um, a man's ability to become erect and to stay erect, I think particularly heart medication. So if you're having these type of problems, check with your doctor. So we can talk about that if you guys like, and, and even females, if if any um, ladies on the call have any problems with intimacy, you just don't desire any intimate relationships anymore, you have a hard time dealing with that. I know as a, um, and I'll just put it out there because my life is open book, but uh, as a person uh, who has been sexually abused in the past, I definitely have problems with intimacy at one period in my life. I really did. And, and most um um, sexual people who have been sexually abused can relate to what I'm saying. You know, it just kind of destroys that that part of you. But that can be fixed. It can. You know, with the help of God, all things are possible. So, you guys want to comment on any of this? And let's just stick on this for James for a minute. Hello, Pennsylvania. Hello. Are you there? Okay. Hi, I am here. I I had my phone muted because I was rattling around with papers. Hi, James, too. I've talked to you also before. Um, Yeah, hi. Hi. 
Um, this is no Viagra is going to help this. First of all, I'm looking for the. It's on Wikipedia, and I'm looking for it. Who knew that Wikipedia would have porn on it? Soft porn, but it's porn. <laughs> um, okay, it it is a sacral nerve stimulator, uh, and it can be done remotely with RF radio frequency, not from a satellite. This satellite bullshit really drives me nuts. Um, so. I'll get you the patent number, but what it does, <laughs> what did you say? I said, oh, great. Yeah. So you found something. It is, and it'll it'll do three things uh, in the patent, and I can't talk and chew gum at the same time, so I'm going to stop looking because otherwise I'm just going to be not talking coherently. But um, And if Renata keeps me unmuted, I'll just shut up and find the information and speak up whenever I have it. I sent this out to the group. I don't know if you're on my email list. I know Renata has it because she's on my email list. So I sent this out about four or five months ago when I came across it. But what this RF stimulation does is it can make you lose control of your bowels. In other words, shit your pants, poop your pants. It's uncontrollable. Someone directs this particular frequency and you lose control of your bowels. You also uh, lose control of your bladder, so you pee your pants. And then also it sexually stimulates you or it could be conversely uh, deflate your, you know, just um, alternatively not have you have an erection. And so it can stimulate you both ways. So this is not a Viagra issue. This is not an emotional issue. This isn't because, I don't know, your mother slapped you across your face at one time. It, it is not a directed energy. So, so what is the name of that patent? Honey, I'm going to look for it right now as soon yeah, as I stop talking. Yeah, like yeah. right now I'm going to stop talking. If you don't mute me, okay. I will look okay. for it. Okay, do me a favor. Just start eight when you're ready to come back, okay? Well, no, I'll mute myself. I have a mute feature on my on my phone. Okay. And I also have my chickens outside, so I want to just hurry up and get it out so James has it, and then I have to go outside for about a half an hour. So I'm just okay. going to mute myself, okay? Okay. All righty. Thank you. Yeah, that that's a, a good patent to know. I'm actually researching patents right now. Okay, Star 8. Do you guys have any information for James Star 8? Anyone experience the lack of interest and in intimacy? Um, anything you can offer there would be appreciated. It's more than just a lack of interest. Well, it can be that, I guess. But, uh, you know, just mid-experience, mid, um, sexual encounter, whatever, it's just taken away. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I'm just trying to expand the conversation yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, James, is, is that your name? Yes. Yeah, this is Dean here. Um, yeah, it's uh, I I don't experience it per se because um, I maintain I'm always talking about physical fitness. If you work on on your abdominal uh, region, it can uh, it can improve your um, your ability to to uh, have good sex because um, weak muscles and uh, you know in the abdominal region and your and your back region. Can uh can affect the way you have sex. Also, also there's a lot of uh, acupressure points that uh, that I utilize sometimes when I'm having sex. Well, can that can promote uh, you know sexual feelings or it increases your your sexual chi. You'd have to research that for yourself. But um, yeah, there's things that can be done. 
and also when uh, engaging in uh, in sexual intercourse, you can also use what they call the uh, it's a cock ring. What? Yeah, it's it's a cock ring, and it goes uh, <laughs> down over your your penis to the uh, to the base of the scrotum, and uh, it will help you maintain like uh, like uh, like an erection. And it uh, it, it can also uh, uh, you know affect the the size of the uh, member also. So those are just a few things that I'm willing to share. Um, you know, I'm I'm having a whoop de doo doo whoop de doo doo time. Uh, my lady's not complaining, so um, you know you you just have to maintain best way you can your uh, your your fitness and 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 just uh, and just research um, you know what's out there. It sounds like this this gadget. Uh, that uh, the the lady I didn't catch her name was uh, was uh, was talking about it might also be something uh, that you can use and you can also utilize natural uh, remedies such as ginseng. ginseng okay, Jerome, Jerome, let me ask you a question. You just mentioned I don't know if those were some sort of devices or whatever, but can you give keywords so people can do their research? Um, keywords like um, elaborate on keywords like it'd be I don't know what kind of website you'd visit to a well, not even necessarily the website, but you just mentioned, I don't even know if they were some sort of device that people could use. I know you mentioned some fitness. Um, you mentioned, uh, I forget what you said, like they, they need to do exercise in certain areas. If you could yeah, there's, there's a tell sex the name of it. Yeah, there's six chakras in your um, your abdominal region. Now, I don't know the, uh, the, the proper name for them. I'd have to pull out my charts again. But uh, okay. you know, I know to uh, I know how to stimulate them. Uh, you know, it would uh, it would be something that you'd have to research because the the, uh, the acupoints are pretty specific, right? So you'd have to pull out the charts and, uh, and actually study where to stimulate. To uh, it increases your uh, your sexual uh, your sexual chi, your uh, your 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 body chi, you know, which can affect your sexuality uh, also, you know, and uh, as a you know, regarding the uh, the sex device, the uh, the the uh, cock ring, you can get to any uh, a store. I don't know what's in America, but for Canada, there's a place downtown. It's called Seductions, and it has all kinds of uh, equipment or sexual devices that you might need, like uh, rings and you know. I'm oh my god, I'm going to say rings and things. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's basically uh, basically it. Yeah. Thank you, Jerome. Okay. That was helpful. And again, you guys, this is an adult conversation, but this is something that really does, you know, affect people. So this is why we're talking about it, okay? Um, hopefully, hopefully it's not offensive to anyone. Okay, I have muted someone else. Did you want to speak? Hello? I forgot who I Hi. Was. Hi. Did you um, have a comment? I do. This is Southern California again, and I just wanted to say I watch Japanese TV a lot, and studies are being done right now in Japan because they have a 0 to 1% population growth, and they said that um, part of the reason they're thinking, because the studies haven't been completed, is uh, they interviewed a man on the street kind of type interviews, and um, he said he has absolutely no interest in sex at all. And they interviewed women and they said it's okay with them. And um, 
they asked what it was about, and he said, I'm working so hard, and um, I don't have any way to... um, I don't have any way to deal with that stress. And um, so anyway, it was a very interesting phenomenon because the Japanese government is having a problem because they don't have any uh, new people coming up. So that was one of the issues was uh, stress, work-related stress. And then the other thing um, that I noticed in the conversation, they felt... I, they alluded to the fact that this was all this could be a frequency related issue also because um in a certain area of Japan they have a lot of overhead wiring and they're just connecting more and more and more to these overhead wires and um it's creating I would say like a overload frequency overload so um, these people are working with computers all day long and, you know, sedentary jobs. So they don't have a lot of stimulation anyway. The other side of things, um, and again, they're trying to find a remedy for it, but as the other um, speaker said, that it's probably nothing that a pill is going to fit. And the other side of things, I can only speak from my experience, and that is um, if I experience a low sexual drive and like, uh-uh, I don't want to participate, I don't feel safe. It's just I don't feel private. Like, we, you know, we have problems in this program with privacy. And I don't feel safe, um, not with a partner. It's feeling safe in the program of who's, you know, who's out there. And um, that would be the number one issue is feeling safe. And I think that maybe um, subconsciously, I know with me, it's always something that's on my mind from time to time, um, you know, who's involved in this? What kind of people are out there? And it's so easy to be fooled. It's so easy to be tricked um, by uh, perps. Let's just put it that way, by the perps. So that would be one issue, and um, that's understandable too. Very understandable. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I don't know who this person is. You know, I don't know who this is. Is this a friend of mine, or is this some kind of uh, lurking perpetrator out there disguising themselves? You know, because that goes on all the time. And and a lot of what I've been getting lately that you know makes me grumpier than usual is that. Um, I'm getting all kinds of bizarre phone calls and um, pretending to be friends, and they're not. And then, um, you know, it's very misleading conversations and taping them. So I can hear the beep going on in the background. So it's not all the time. It's just occasionally, and um, that is cause for unrest, and that's how I feel about it. And then... um, I really think, and then the other side of things is, and then again, I'm not rating this to anything recent. I'm talking about um, years past that I noticed um, feeling like a partner was unsafe. Um, it's, it's just a turn off, you know, and that's nothing that I could 
override with any kind of positive thinking or this is just, you know, um, what do you call it, recreational sport or whatever. Um, it's just, you know, a gut feeling. That's what I'm trying to say, gut feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, this is related you I know, think to I found it. experiences a long time ago. And because I do have to go. Do you want the patent uh, number? Yes, give us one second, please. Okay. Someone was, was speaking. Okay, are so you last, done, ma'am? Mm-hmm. No, I, I just want to say one more thing about what Jerome said. Because um, I had to laugh while he was talking because that happened in this area. It was on the front page of the newspaper, that ring that he was talking about. The only reason I knew about it was because it was on the front page of a newspaper and a man was using a device like that to cause enlargement, they said. And what happened was it enlarged it. Sorry for laughing. But um, it was the way the article was written. It enlarged um, his private part so much. It actually swelled up, probably with metal device being heated by frequencies, you know, that were metal device was attracting. So he ended up calling the paramedics. He could he had no choice. Because he couldn't get it off. And then Okay, so 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 that is something that is something to be aware of that those devices could um you know cause harm. So be careful with that. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's all I have to say. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, ma'am, go ahead. You have the patent number? Yeah, my name's Helena, by the way, Renata. Helena. Thank you, Helena. Yeah. I found this in Wikipedia, like I said. I was looking up Vegas Nerve, V-A-G-U-S, and then at the bottom there's always categories, and I went to Vegas Nerve Stimulation. I don't have my glasses. Um, So that's what it's, Wikipedia, forward slash wiki, forward slash Vegas Nerve Stimulation. And then I found at the bottom, again, at the categories, the erotic uh, electrostimulation, and it's also still on wikipedia.org, forward slash wiki, forward slash erotic electrostimulation. And then in there, I found the patents. There are three patents at the bottom of that Wikipedia page. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, uh, the one that I was interested in was 3941136. And when you go to the U.S. Patent Search Office about this electromagnetic uh, stimulation of it, um, it is a method of artificially inducing urination, defecation, or sexual excitation, but it could be done for the reverse also, uh, it said in the uh, patent that it was revived or retrieved on the 7th of July 2012. And then it does refer to a homemade power source because in Wikipedia they actually had a fully engorged penis with a wire around it. That's why I said who would have thought that such pictures. And then there was a woman's breast with an electrode um, taped to it. Uh, like as if when you're getting uh, an EKG mm-hmm. uh, type of a looking thing. And then when you go to the patent, it describes it very specifically, um, electro, uh, erotic electro uh, stimulation is also known as electro sex, is um, sexual practice involving the application 
of uh, stimulation to the body with particular emphasis on the using the power such as, I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses, um, the TENS unit, which I heard Neil talk about it earlier, and, and um, uh, Dwight Magnum, TENS unit, there are epidemiological studies that uh, um, sports doctors, real MDs, use on professional athletes, and they are in top shape uh, people that they, they're used on. They, it develops cancer, major epidemiological uh, pockets of these extremely fit people, athletes that to TENS units are used on. So I would not suggest using that for, for this. It might make your pain go away momentarily, but you will develop mostly leukemia type of cancer. But that that's the, um, that's, you can look that up. It talks about the history, a lot of um, citations. It also goes to electric electrical muscle stimulation. Sometimes our bodies twitch of this, and it's RF, it's radio frequency. And Renata, radio frequency has been wireless for a long time, and it's through wall technology. I called it, you know, 55, 60 years ago, a transistor radio. I can be inside a room embedded like four walls into my house where I lived with my mom and dad, and I can play my wireless technology thingadoo, which was called back then a transistor radio, Mm-hmm. And you can get the oldies. So I didn't have to have any windows, and I still got the RF signal inside multiple walls. Now they have refined it. Now they can see your body. They can actually see what you're writing. That's how refined RF is in penetrating normal construction material. And the, and it's acoustic. I wrote down that someone was men- mentioning that um, this is a resonance beam. Well, that is what RF is. That if you crank up your radio and the bass is like, <laughs> well, what does it do? It shakes your whole house. It shakes, shakes everything. Shakes the couch. Shakes your body. And you move around and you dance and hip hop and all of that kind of stuff. That is RF that resonance beam, that it, and they have it very, very focused now. Um, they, the, um, the professional society called, um, I think it's SPIE, um, is having a joint meeting with the EPS.org, that's the Directed Energy Professional Society in Arizona sometime this spring, and it, they will specifically on their agenda they talk about radio RF ablation. Ablation is necrosis of the tissue. It's killing of the tissue, whether it's bone tissue, whether it's nerve tissue, whether it's your heart muscle tissue or any muscle tissue. Uh, it is necrosis, killing of tissue, and the medical industry had used it. That is a bloodless surgery to go deep inside your body to cut off and destroy cancer cells, so they destroy It's killing. It's, it's death to cells unwanted cells in case of a doctor's office or or killing nerve endings because you can't stand the pain, the back pain or whatever pain from nerves, wherever the nerve pain is. Um, Now the military has taken it up, and it's not just we're hearing about it because it's already been developed and declassified. So um, look up uh, DEPS in their next and SPIE, S-P-I-E, and radio frequency ablation, which is killing of, of human tissue, of, well, any kind of tissue. My chickens are being burned, too. 
So I hope everybody copied down the uh, patent, and then that was my thread, how I found it going through the Wikipedia. And I did send it to you, Renata. I sent it out to everybody who's on my email list. All okay, right. thank you so much. Very good information. Excellent. Okay. Yes, thank you. That was great. Yeah, I'll that talk to you. Really you have good. my phone number, James, if you want to talk to me. I've got to run outside. It's, it's dusk here, and they bother my chickens. They harass them and just torture them, something terrible. All right. Okay, thank you. Thank, well, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Okay, so we'll just take um, one more person, uh, Jerome, if this can raise. Quick, please. We need to move on. Um, hi, Jerome. <clears throat> Yeah, um yeah, hello. Uh I heard what uh that comment that she said about the article. Don't know what uh what the guy was dealing with. Uh, I've been using it. I I've I'll tell you guys that I've been using it for over 20 years this device. Okay, so it's not something I discovered yesterday. I found that it's a very effective uh sex aid and I've never had a problem with it not coming down. It comes down eventually. You know, so and when it becomes on erect, then you just this thing just slides off. It's, I've never had like a medical emergency, and I've been using this thing for 20 years faithfully. Well, maybe you know, the guy panicked. Maybe he panicked. I think he I think he panicked because close your ears because I'm going to get graphic. Sometimes you can get real brick breakers. Well, don't know? get too graphic, please. Yeah, well, I'm not going to, but I'll just leave it at that. So. If if you're if you get uh, if you're a panicky kind of person, maybe you could freak out and say, "Oh my God!" and then go call nine one one. But just leave it be, and just like all things that just happens naturally, it will just uh, go down, and the thing will fall off, and that's it. Okay, thank you, Jerome. You're welcome. And uh, thank you, everyone, James. I hope you got some information that'll be useful to you. Um, yeah, I did. And and you you mentioned that you knew. You knew of five people that told you they had this problem. Oh and, yeah, and again, the, the problem is the problem is not also it's not uh, there. There's no sex drive or or um, you know initially it's it's all there. I mean you're you're into it and you're at, you're doing it and then all of a sudden all of a sudden it goes away completely. Mhm. I, I I really have talked to at least five people on these calls that have had that problem. And I want to say, too, for those of you who, who, who do talk about this, you're very brave to do that because some people would be embarrassed by this, but there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I, I feel like, and and, and I, I I don't really apologize, but I'm, I'm just going to say for those of you who may be offended by this conversation or think it's too much for these calls, I believe in talking about any and everything that affects a targeted individual, and this happens to affect people. You know, and you guys are very brave for talking about it, and I appreciate it. James, okay, thank I, you I, I just want to mention that in the chat room, I am a guest. I, the only one I noticed said that uh, they that they heard of two men that had that problem, and they were interrupted in the process, like mm-hmm. I was. So it happens. Wanted to mention you that. know it happens. Okay, I just unmuted three people. Go ahead, you guys. Um, North Carolina. Michigan and Illinois. Go ahead. Okay. Um, this is Ruth from Michigan again. Um, I wanted to just pay, say two things real quick. One is that the BSF is interdenominational. So um, so that's that. And then the other thing is that the, the caller, I don't remember her name, that was from uh, Arizona and thinking of moving to Vermont, 
Um, yeah, okay. Um, the FBI is actually involved in the targeting, so reaching out to them is probably not going to accomplish anything. I just happen to know that from my own experience. Thank you. Yep. Okay, Illinois, did you want to say anything? Oh, yes, I just wanted to chime in on the conversation. Uh, I've, I've been told by quite a few TIs that um, um, that quite a few, few TIs have gone through or are dealing with this situation. Um, and I believe from what I've been hearing is um, they target a lot of, um, they seem to go after like, this is what I've been hearing, you know, gay guys or, or any guys that are like good looking. I've been mm-hmm. hearing that they, they go after those type and they go after their genital areas. It can be like the same thing as far as um, like um, like a lot of TIs have to deal with like heart attacks and strokes. You know, it, a lot of times that that deals with blood flow, and um, you know when you mm-hmm. when you you attack the um, the general area, it affects the blood flow. So um, of course, that having an erection and everything that all plays a role in that. Um, but I've I've heard quite a few stories of TIs uh, dealing with the situation and. And a lot of the, a lot of it deals with you know jealousy and just not liking particular TIs because of their looks and so mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to, to uh, throw that in that I've been hearing it too so um, uh, I don't know if James you know if he's, if he's heard some of this as well but um, I just wanted to throw that in. Well, I know that they definitely do target people in the intimacy area you know, sexually and, and and forming relationships, even if it's not sexual, but, you know, just finding a mate, you know, someone, uh, a companion. They, they they definitely target in the in love area. Again, it's about the isolation and, you know, you're not connecting with anyone. So I know that that does happen. But I will, I will caution before anyone tries any kind of devices or anything, please check with your doctor. You know, because it, it very well could be something medical happening with you. I know that medication can affect those areas. So just check with your doctor because you don't want to try something. I, I know I've heard many times how um, the Viagra has affected men in negative way. So just be careful with anything you take and check with your doctor first. That would be my advice. Thank you, Donna. Oh, thank you. Okay, um, Carolina, did you have a comment? Hey, James, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Is this James Lico? Yes. Okay, yeah, I, I follow you on Twitter, um, GS Victim KP or whatever. And um, I just wanted to say that they meddle in every aspect of the TI's life. And sex is definitely a part of that. So it's not far-fetched or not out of place for you to be discussing this aspect of targeting because this is a part. And and from what I've gathered from my own experiences and even listening and reading from other experiences, it's a huge part. It's not just a a minute part. It's a very, very big part. there's some TIs that have stated 
they've been pushed into prostitution for this. I don't know how true it is, but I do know I have been lured into a situation myself that was set up. Um, they, I think they call it honey traps. I don't know, but or used to be called that. May have a new fancy word for it. But so a lot of this stuff is going on, and I wanted to also say I don't. I'm no doctor. <laughs> I don't know anything about this kind of stuff as far as from the medical standpoint. But um, I know based on some things I've dealt with and based on some things other TIs have dealt with that were just strikingly similar to what I had, I felt like there was something more involved. And when the lady started talking about there was a patent, because something in my spirit was like, there's something more going on here. But at the time, I didn't know anything about these weapons. I just knew in my spirit that there was something out of my control going on. I said, Something's not right. I said, something is, something is, and I think they can do two things. They can stimulate and they can maybe perhaps even adversely uh, not stimulate. But I think they have the power to do both. Based on what I've read from people's blogs about things they've dealt with, they have the ability to stimulate the brain. Um, One lady said um, she knew um, that they were doing that to her, that they were constantly stimulating her, her brain in that area and she has a real good website, and she was saying that the reason they do that is because they want to watch people in their homes masturbate, and they want to watch people have sex. So they actually do these things intentionally. So I just wanted to say that, but this is definitely a huge part of the targeting, so it's not a minor part. Thank you very much. Mm Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that um, they can do this also to men who are not targeted or maybe that they're targeted very lightly. I don't know. They can target someone um, probably just uh, get their um, DNA and target them just on an as-needed basis. They don't have to be targeted forever. They can just target them to do certain things. And also, I just wanted to say that this could be like a punitive thing done to uh, uh, any man, actually. You know, some perceived slight to a sociopath, they'll they, and they love to target the sex organs. They 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 go to that like flies to honey. So uh, I just wanted to mention that. So it's not just targeted individuals. It's it's everyone, and it's this also is with women. This is true. I've heard it from non-targets as well. You're right. Thank you, Cupcake. You're welcome. Your information, and she is absolutely right. They they try to get in every single aspect of your life. I mean, every aspect. Indiana, hello. Oh, hi, Renata. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Um, I just wanted to add my two cents. Um, I feel with my sister and I in this program, it's under a cover with sex, human trafficking, and not sometimes just for the action of sex, Sometimes a part of that is even intellectual property. Like they want to get my sister to sign her rights off for that. And sometimes they'll use that, whatever that sensor down there, as a weapon because they'll get angry at you because you either won't masturbate or won't have sex with them. They'll punish you that way too, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because with us it's spiritual and they say we'll break your love of God down, you'll bow down to us and you'll suck, blah, blah, blah. That's what they say. And well, a million is like, no, no, no. <laughs> they say, oh, yes, you will. They call you it know, Satan's and a lot dick, of this, okay? That's what they call it, Satan's dick, okay? I'm saying it. And you know what? A lot of this 
targeting is um, programmed. A lot of this uh, sexual targeting is programming. A lot of these uh, streetwalkers, these prostitutes, they are, they, it's a program that they have them on. It's targeting, you but know, they don't know I that. Yeah, they might be. Yeah. And even the men are like really sick perverts. It's it's taking all the humanity out of things. These animals are like it, fiends, and things. That's what it mm-hmm. seems like they make them. It, and they're trying to make us that. It, things, and things. Yes. I agree. Who, is this Lauren speaking? Yes, it is. I thought so. Okay. Hey. All right. Good. Thank you so much for your comment. Thank you for your time, Renata. Mm-hmm. Trying to uh, match the names uh, with the voices. Um, Harch, how are you? I'm good. I didn't talk to you for a whole week. I'm having a nervous <laughs> whole sound. <laughs> I know, I know I'm how you feel. You know I have to talk to you, woman. <laughs> I know. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not complaining. They can kiss my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any comments on this, this sex, uh, you know, uh, the the whole area of, of sex and sexuality that we're talking about? I do. Intimacy, I, any of any of that? Yeah, it, it's so bizarre, and I wanted to share it. And I, hey, I'm, I'm a big girl. I mean, um, I saw what they did to me long before I knew I was being targeted or being mind controlled um, Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, in a relationship and just all of a sudden I couldn't stand him. I didn't want him to touch me. I didn't want nothing. Just And each time it was like, oh, God, I can't take this. I can't take this. And I loved him. So I knew, I didn't Mm -hmm. know what was going on, but it was very bizarre. Mm -hmm. And then Mm as I ran the man off, then the desire came back again. So I know what happened. Mm-hmm. I know what happened. They, it, it's like some kind of control was going on where my desire was tampered with, and then now that he's gone, then that desire came back. But my way of fighting back is say, hey, you know what? Now that I know what this is and I know what spiritual devils you are, what imps mm-hmm. you are, uh, you're not going to break your sister down like that. I'm not going okay, to so okay. Okay, so let's just stay right there for a minute because you said something. You said, um, and I'm just going to paraphrase, you said that you you were married. I believe you were speaking of your husband. Um, right. And you were not meeting his sexual desires, and it kind of contributed, although I'm sure it's not everything, but probably contributed to the breakup of the marriage. That's very important because that is, one of the ways where they might infiltrate in a relationship or a marriage because people do have sexual desires, and that is a big part of marriage and relationships. And if the person is not fulfilling that other person's um, intimacy needs, then maybe that person will creep and go, you know, and start an affair, never to justify because they should not justify it. They should not cheat, you know, regardless if they're not having sex or whatever. But in reality, we know that people go looking for the sex in other places if they're not getting it at home. So maybe with this targeting, maybe they turn off that sexual desire of the target, and then it causes problems. And probably it well, probably didn't come well, out right. But. The mm-hmm. key to me, for me, to me, the key is to get 
if it's a union and a man and a woman, it's to get the man out of the house. It's to separate yep. the, the the family and to break the family down so that yep. one party is more accessible and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So, and it worked like a charm. But, see, I didn't know what was happening, and it was all me. It was me that didn't have the desire. But mm-hmm. in retrospect, I realized now that they were actually manipulating that part of my body, and then when he when he was gone, then all of a sudden the desire came back. So now that I know that they were cruel enough to do something that, that evil to me, I re, I, I keep myself spiritually strong where I don't give in to any, you know, superficial gratification. I just simply refuse because now I know what they did. So it's like, okay, you don't get to use me as a circus and a sideshow. You've destroyed my life. You've taken everything that you can get. You don't get to get anything else. Kiss my butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, it was it was like I it's like I had no control and I've never been that way. It's like I it, when it came time for that, I was just like, "Ugh, I don't it was and I didn't let him know because I was gracious enough. I never let him know, but it was just the most miserable thing. I felt like I was being led to the slaughter. I just couldn't stand it. But I, you know, I would go through with it and everything, but and I'm sure he never knew. But it was horrible. And then when he was gone, the natural desire that I first had for him when we first met, it all came back. Interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, other problems in in the marriage contribute to, you know, the lack of desire as well. And just the targeting that, that the target goes through, all the stress that that comes with, all of that contributes to it. Yeah. And they know this. They know this. Yeah. Renata, the more I've looked into this, I mean, I am the research queen. The more I look into it, the more I download and tread through websites and what have you, I realize just how evil, how far this is. And the whole thing is is to use us as lab rats to get all the information, to keep everything under control, keep it tempered and, and test it out so that they can see what they're going to do with the masters when they've got them all locked down. Mm-hmm. I know. I just know I it. Yeah. Thank you for your comment. You're welcome. Okay. I just unmuted um, um, someone. Did you have a comment? Mm-hmm. Then... Hi, Renata. It's me in Southern California again. Hello. Hi. I just wanted to make a comment on the um, frequencies and the patent number and the comments that your guests made okay. um, because I agree with your last speaker, which is saying I, I just kind of heard the word miserable, and uh, that was uh, something that um, I've heard said over and over. I did a lot of volunteer work in the outreach ministries, and um a lot of the outreach was to prostitutes who were trying to run from pimps and trying to get away from the situations they were finding themselves in. Mm-hmm. And they all used the same word, miserable. It was miserable beyond belief. And mm-hmm. um, all of them. I spoke to an old retired prostitute. I talked to uh, and a trafficker. And I talked to a minion that was um, middle-aged minion that was 
trafficker, prostitute, drug addict, and I spoke with um, someone I'll call Bliss because that was her street name uh, in Las Vegas and um, knew something was after her besides her pimp, but she didn't know what it was. And at the time, I wasn't aware of how powerful these frequencies were. But I say all that to say I was aware of that patent. I was not the patent number, which was it's very good information, but I was aware that this was used on victims of trafficking because they use them up. They don't want to have sex. They're, you can imagine, you know, the kind of situations they're in. They don't want to have sex. So I asked um, the first person was this list, what is the sensation that you feel when you feel this obsessive compulsive desire? She said it's um, torture. So I said, that's really interesting. It's obsessive, it's compulsive. And she said it was an itch that you never could scratch. It, wow. It was, it, yes. So um, anyway, I felt I really thank you, Renata, so much for letting me say this because I've done a lot of in-the-field research, so to speak, and paid my dues big time with it because it's not an easy um, thing to do and to watch these girls get beat up to the point where they were beat up when their mm-hmm. pimps you know, found out they were talking to me or telling me things or trying to get away from them, and they were being tracked and they knew it. But this um, obsessive-compulsive desire to have sex um, is completely unpleasant. It is, as they described, another form of torture, and the only way that they felt they could get any relief was to run out of, I mean, you could literally see them running out of a door, running out of a building, Whenever that would hit them, it would take them over, and the only release they got was whoever they ran into. Um, So it was used, it's a strategy used by pimps. And I've known about this in the area of human trafficking because I've met many, many, many people um, on the streets that were former porn stars that were running from organized crime, uh, prostitutes running from their pimps. And they all say the same story, that yes, they are addicted to sex. And yes, they do have some obsessive compulsive thing going on. And it is a form of torture and it is an itch that can never be scratched. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how they explained it to me. And the older one, um, you know, I, I was, you know, I'm trying to not be judgmental about their behavior. And, you know, this has been a common thread for me in volunteer um, Christian ministry has always, this has always come up. So, and now I'm talking about a span of 20 to 30 years. This has been something that's always come up. And even parents um, would ask me, what do I do? I have a teenager that gets up in the middle of the night, goes running out the door, and comes in looking totally beat up. Here. That's very sad. It was very sad. So at any rate, um, Mm -hmm. the only thing I can tell you Mm -hmm. as an electronic victim of many, many years is that there's nothing, 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 zero, not a zip that is pleasurable about a frequency. Nothing. There's nothing pleasurable. That is not their job. Their job is to inflict pain 
and their job is to cause you to injure yourself. So I'm just telling you what my observations were from my own experiences and experiences of people I've talked to. Um, I felt sorry for a middle-aged minion who got herself in trouble for talking to me and, um, you know, in quite a while ago, not recently, but um, there's a lot of things that are contributing to it, not just to frequency, because frequencies don't take over the whole person, but it's actually a belief system that mm-hmm. if they go to the dark side, they can get relief. That's the bottom line, that if they go to the dark side, the dark side's winning. If they go to the dark side, the dark side, they can get relief that they can get, you know, temporary relief from whatever's hurting them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, sticking to the side of light is not easy, as, you know, all targets can tell you, it's not an easy thing to do. And you're going to take a lot of um, abuse from the system, New World Order, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. syndicate, whatever. You'll take a lot of abuse and... Um, for it so and you'll be fed a lot of crap too, misinformation to try to get you to uh, to try to break down your belief system so the other thing that they all had in common especially the oldest one um said to me and this is an exact quote they're all counterfeiters and i said really that was that's in a direct quote they're all counterfeits counterfeiters they counterfeit everything real and they try to get you to believe that the counterfeit is more real than the real and they're trying to take over the world through a counterfeit belief system and through counterfeiting so I was thinking when she first said it to me they're counterfeiters I thought she meant money and she said all of it they counterfeit money they counterfeit frequencies are all counterfeits. They're all um, imposters. They're all, yeah, they're impersonators. They're impersonating the real deal. They are, are imposters that try to dissuade people to the dark side. And they're counterfeiters who try to um, intercept anything genuine and turn it into a counterfeit. So, all of them seem to have the same um, belief system. Bliss was a very simple girl, um, had been running most of her life, had learned prostitution in her family and drugs, and um, I couldn't help her because I didn't know. I mean, I couldn't help her anyway because I didn't know it was frequencies that she was describing to me. Mm. And... um, and she also told me that really made me suspect. She was on um, SSI and disabled. And um, she told me that every time she got her check from the government, she ran with it like a maniac. It was very manic and spent the whole entire check and was broke again. Yeah, that happens a lot. That's really sad. Yes, well, and I asked, I'm going to go to the next um, person, but oh, go ahead. Okay. Well, anyway, that's all I was going to say is that she couldn't understand herself what that compulsion was about. It didn't, 
she said it was against her will. That's not what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that she felt that there was an outside influence. She had no idea what it was. She said, I just can't pick it. She, she used the word. It was, something was driving her. Yes. That's, that's really sad, really sad. Well, thank you for doing that very important work that you do with those ladies. Mm-hmm. Sure, thanks. Thanks for letting me share it, Renata. I appreciate it. No problem. Okay. Well, I want to I want to thank James for bringing up this um, conversation. James, thank you so much for bringing up this conversation. This was important. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, got a lot of people talking about this, and I I'm very impressed that everybody did speak up because apparently everybody knows about some people, and so it's quite common. It is common. It is common. And mm-hmm. and and we were able to expand the conversation too to other areas of you know sex, and it's important to talk about. And if you guys have anything that you want to talk about. Uh, we believe in talking about it here. So bring it up. Um, let me know in advance if you can so I can do my research. You guys can email me, remu2 at hotmail.com, because um, I like to do my research on things before I talk about it. Um, but, yeah, it is never the subjects are never too sensitive for, for me. I, I haven't come across one yet. And, you know, I, I grew up in a household where so many things were taboo. We couldn't talk about anything. So now I'm like the total opposite. I talk about everything because I just couldn't understand. Like, you know, I would deal with some things, but we I didn't have a way to, to process it because my family was kind of closed-minded. Um so I, I don't believe in being closed-minded with my children. I talk to them about whatever they want to talk about. And um, and I believe that we should do that here, too, because there's some real-life things happening that we need support with. So if you have anything that you would like to discuss, uh, try to let me know in advance so I can do my research. But other than that, we can talk about it. So, James, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. I'm glad I could um, assist other people, too. Yeah, and I hope you heard something that, that will be helpful for you. But yes, do I check sure with your doctor. Do check with your doctor. Okay, yeah, I, I did. And uh, I just wanted to mention that the um, that remote stimulation can be, like overstimulation probably possibly cause the, the numbness. And, um, you know, it's it, to me it was almost immediate. So um, I hope that uh, that helped people. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of lot of things to think about here. So and just yeah. knowing about it also is is a good because um, I feel that th- this is one of the areas where there can be a backlash. I mean, there there are probably in many areas where uh, these people can be caught, but this is one of the key areas where I feel they could be caught due to the fact that maybe some people will think that it's happening to them, you know, even though it may not be. So so this is an area where it's, you know, it's ripe for the pickings, and we know what sociopaths are like. They they just go after that like flies to honey. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I just hope something will come of it. Thank you. Okay, thanks, James. Okay, and I just want to end that conversation by saying, 
that, and this this aspect did not come up, and I'm not saying this applies to anyone, but this is a thought that's coming to my mind. If you do have a problem with um, erectile dysfunction or you just don't have a desire, you know, for intimacy or sex like some other people described during this conversation, and your partner is not understanding of that, then that may be a problem. But I do think that you should openly communicate that with your partner. But if someone is just basing the relationship on sex and they're going out cheating because you're having this issue or whatever, then you might want to rethink that whole relationship. And that didn't come up. I'm not saying that applies to anybody here, but it was just a thought. Because I I think that people should love you for who you are, no matter what you're going through, you know, not for what you can do for them or how well you perform or whatever, you know. The attraction should be mental, not physical, I think. All right, give me one second. I need to call someone really quick. And I will be right back. Hello? Hello, anybody there? Hello? Yes, hi. Go right ahead. I'm I'm actually going to be away from the phone for a moment, but go ahead. Do you have a comment? Oh, yeah, this is Donna. Hi, Donna. Um, yeah, um, I uh, have been celibate for 14 years, mm-hmm. and I had that um, sexual addiction, and I used to cry out to God to just take it away, and it was beyond belief, and I didn't feel like it was me. So then... Now, that's, that's something we didn't talk about, Donna, sexual addiction. That's That's really important. Go ahead. Well, I don't think I was addicted. I I think that I I might even be MK Ultra. I'm not sure. All I know is that nobody knows anybody that has had as much pain in their life as I have. Uh-huh. Counselors, everybody tells me that they've never met anybody that has been through as much as I have. So anyway, um, uh. Recently, a couple months ago, they started using that sex thing on me, and they used it on me in the house. They used it on me when I would park down at the beach in my car. They used like, it on like, me. Like, uh, excuse me, when you say that sex thing, you mean like we would, in this community, we would describe as electronic rape, correct? Yes. Okay. They even used it on me in church. They used it on me at work. I was yeah. like going around here like a like a wild cat, hot cat on a hot tin roof. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
that happens. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to say that I'm just confirming all this other things that are being said about it. And that, you know, I I think about spending the rest of my life without any sex. That really is upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should build a relationship on sex, but when you're just starting a relationship, to think about never being able to have normal sex again in your life. A lot to think about. So maybe you just shouldn't go there. Maybe you just shouldn't think about a relationship. You think that people shouldn't, I missed something. What did you say about not thinking about a relationship? I'm saying you you can't base a relationship on sex. No. Uh-huh. But how can you base it on never having normal sex again? Well, I think if if you are mentally um, stimulated by the person, there's more to life than sex, really, it is. Sex becomes, I mean, I've been married for 20, 22 years, 22 years. Um, in the beginning, of course, you know, it's all the time, all the time. Okay, then, but as life happens, sex becomes a small part of marriage. I'm speaking from a, a marital standpoint. It becomes a small small part, you know, there's so many other aspects. Doesn't mean you never, you know, have sex, but it just means that that's not everything. Well, what if you... <laughs> I mean, I'll just say, I'll just put it out there. Um, it, I'd, like some, I'd like some it, comments about this, if anybody cares to comment. Well, you know what? If that if that erectile dysfunction happened to my husband, I would not leave him. I would well, you've established a relationship with him. You've been with him. You love him. Yeah. You've built yeah. a life with him. I'm talking about somebody that, you know, you don't know that you are going to enter into a relationship with, and you know that it's not ever going to happen because they bought this thing hook, line, and sinker. Well, I I don't know. To each his own. I just feel like if I really was, um, because I I'm I'm the type of person um, um, intellect stimulates me more than anything. You know what I mean? I like to intellectualize with people. So that would be the thing for me. You know what I mean? It, it's I do know like, what you mean. Okay, I'm okay, very much okay. that way. Okay, when you first meet someone. The attraction, it, it may be physical. You may It may be a physical attraction at first. But there's something else that's keeping you there besides just the physical attraction, or it should be. You know, so maybe that's the yeah. part you have to grasp onto. Because people have very important qualities about themselves. So if those other qualities should kind of outweigh just the, the sexual part. I mean, and then... Then there's the PDA, you know, the holding of the hands, the kissing, you know, all of that kind of stuff, which probably would normally lead to sex. But there's other aspects is what I'm trying to say. 
I would not, just 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 like you wouldn't want someone to just want you for your money, you wouldn't want someone to just want you for sex either. Well, what if you want a balanced relationship? You know, uh, I think God created a whole package. Uh, you know, it it and it's not like okay, it's not like you've already been in a relationship and it happens. It's like if it's there from the very beginning. Uh, I think you can explore options with that person. You can explore other options. You know, you can try to work together with that person and find solutions. If, you know, if it's a, a, a relationship worth investing in. Uh, what does everybody else think about that? I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss of words, but I, I know how I feel about that. I don't think that I, – I wouldn't want anyone to, to base their relationship with me on sex. I would not want that. I would feel used. Well, yeah, I would too. I'm talking about a whole relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A frame, of, a frame of mind. What if the person just says, I'm targeted, that there's nothing I'll ever be able to do about it, and just buys the scenario? As Christian, I don't buy that scenario. I say, fight, learn spiritual warfare. And I'm telling everybody this. Act okay, like well, I, I just, work I like just, a Christian, okay. fight like a Christian. Don't just okay. let these people run over you and steal your life. Yeah. Um, okay, Donna, 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 wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay, so we're going to, um, I just unmuted two people. We're going to let those two people speak, and then we're going to move on because um, Kim Rose wanted to speak. But, okay, so go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, I'm just going to say, you know, got to get your freak on. It's human nature, but... um. It's uh, you 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 start off being physically attracted to someone. I mean, that's what brings human beings together. I mean, it's various. Uh, it can be various things, like you say. You're attracted to intellect. You know, people are attracted to various things, but um, you know, uh, it only lasts for so long, and then there's got to be quality qualities in that person that keeps you interested. You know, they're a good person, or they're very spiritual, or they're very supportive, or you know, you feel comfortable sharing your life with that person. You know, you had a hard day. You look forward to seeing them. You know, they, they, you're not necessarily jumping in the sack all the time, but just knowing that someone is there for you at home or just, you know, going to be meeting you later when they come home from work, it makes life different, you know. I mean, when I get, when I get old to a certain age and, I, you know, I have no interest in that, I can't even physically do that because I'm old and all that, I would not expect my my husband to leave me nor cheat on me because I can't. You know what I mean? No, you you can yeah. you can you can stay sexually active uh, till the end of time. I mean, it all depends on your physical fitness. Uh, and no, you know. no, no, I know that, I know that. But I'm saying there are some people who physically can't do it because of their you know their health or whatever reason. And or I'm their just mindset. saying you, you you wouldn't or the mindset or whatever whatever. I I, I just. You know, I would want someone to want me for more than 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 sex. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, I think, well, I think I think I think value in sex myself. I think that God created a beautiful thing there, and I've never been able to understand it if somebody isn't doesn't can't or whatever. I just never been able to understand. It's the most normal, beautiful thing on earth. It is. It is. There's nothing wrong with it. We're not saying that. We're saying there's more to life and don't just, you know, that should not be the only reason why you're with the person. 
No, of course not. Yeah, I okay. Jerome, I'm going to put you on hold. Thank you, okay. Jerome. Okay. Okay, um, Robert, Robert, did you have a comment? Um, um, I did, but uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so sorry. Well, if it comes back to you, start eight, okay? Okay. So sorry. Okay, we're trying to wrap this one up. Okay, uh, Michigan? Yeah, hi. I was just going to say that different people have different drives or strengths of, of sexual drives. So you're just going to have to try <laughs> try and find somebody who's um, interested in you for your sake and who is willing to work things out with you as far as sex goes. Oh, that's a good that's a good answer. Someone who matches your your sex drive. Yeah, or, yeah, that's yeah, it. and is willing that's to it. like work on it if it needs yeah, work. That's Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. That's real good. Thank and you. You're for gonna that. have to be. You're gonna have to be really honest about it from the start. I think. Yes. Thank you for that. That's real good. Thanks. Okay, Donna. Are you still there? I'm. I'm still here. Um. Okay. Um, uh, Robert, Robert is back. He 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 remembers his comment. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah, I just want to say that I get attacked with the uh, sexual attacks myself. Um, I often do get like excessive amounts of sexual arousal with no apparent stimulus, mm-hmm. and um, I do get sexual images beamed into my head when my eyes are closed. Mhm. And. Um, and it got me like thinking about sex while I'm on the job. Like mm-hmm. associating almost everything with sex, even if it's not, even if it's like not that sexual. Yeah, these these people will definitely target you in every imaginable way with sex. You you will have you will be oversexed. You will um, have sexual perversions. You will, like you say, have images. Um, they, um, I do know people who have been targeted with an excess of uh, my gay people um, targeting them, and they're not gay. And that's been, you know, but I'm just saying these particular people are not gay, and they have a lot of gay people. You know, it's just sexual perversion, and that will happen too. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of the people that uh, get involved in my targeting, I'm suspecting that they might either be gay or bisexual. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one a lot, yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Anything else, Robert? Uh, no, I really can't think of anything else, um, except, um, like, lots of times I'm not really sure, like, what to do to fight or anything, so it's just, like continues happening and passing through. Mm-hmm. You, you, okay, say it again. You said you, you're not sure to do what yeah, to I'm do not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do about, like, uh, all these uh, sexual attacks, uh, such as the constant sexual arousal and the uh, images and everything. So I just uh, 
So I guess it just ends up passing through, and I just end up putting up with it. But if anybody, like, had any advice on what to do about it, that would be appreciated. Well, you know, everything for me goes back to prayer and meditation because those two things, those are the main two things that work for me. So I would yeah. pray against that, plead the blood of Jesus against that, and distract yourself if you can, you know, yeah. and then med- meditate. Well, I tried meditation, and they always disrupt that in a variety of ways by making my body spasm or, like, mm-hmm. beaming their voices into my head. So that or, means that means that that is something that they don't want you to do, so you should probably yeah. continue with it. If, if I'm telling you it works. It, it really does. If you do the right meditation, it works. Try the um, Schumann resonance. That might help Schumann. you. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, I've tried listening to... Uh, Oh, you mean while meditating? Yes. Oh, I haven't tried it while meditating, but I have tried it while uh, reading, and it only worked temporarily. Well, just just keep trying with the meditation because it really does help. Yeah. That's the only advice I could think of for that, and just try to distract yourself. Because you know it's them. You know, You know it's them doing that to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you, Robert. And thank you, Donna. We're going to end this conversation, you guys. So I've been trying to move on to the next conversation. Donna, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Ken, are you there? I, I'm here and I'm How y'all doing today? I'm doing good. I'm so sorry. I kept you on hold so long. I didn't expect oh, no, that, no, that, that to go so long. No, that, that's that's all right. That whatever people want to talk about, you know, I say I, I wish we'd go back to Mormon days and I'd be a Mormon where you could have 10 wives. Then I'd have 10 <laughs> of them mad at me. Then I'd have 10 of them mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem keeping up with 10, kid. But yeah, they are. Let me tell you, you know, with this with this recent um, uh, gay marriage and gay marriage is accepted now throughout the entire U.S., those are the people that's coming forward next. I read the, and I don't know if it was the more, I think, I guess it would be the Mormons, whichever group of people who believe in having all these wives, like, is that the Mormons? Right. They now want it to be legal. They said they want to follow in the footsteps of the gay marriage. So, hey, what you're talking about may not be too far-fetched. <laughs> well, right, right now they're trying to tear the morals of our country up, so nothing, yeah. would, surprise, nothing would surprise me. I, just don't, I don't really think we got that much longer to go before we all become slaves from cradle to grave because that's the technocracy. That's what they're trying to do to us. So. Very true. So what's going on, Ken? What's on your mind today? Oh, not a whole lot. Just that hopefully they get FLCHS going back so we can get the people and get united. But it seems to me like every time I went to my attorney and I was telling him, I was trying to find out what was legal and what Derek had done. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he punched up on his computer. He said, this group right here you're talking about? Yeah. He said, that's a human rights organization. He said, Easy, Kenny, you know that they're going to have their people there running that. 
He said, I don't know how y'all can get around that because they're going to put somebody in there that's going to guide this thing. No matter. He said, you'd have to be, I don't know. He said, I don't, I don't even think you could stop it. I thought, okay. Uh, you know, but he said, I don't think you could stop it. But he said, really, he said, if they want to go to police with it, he said, but probably if he's protected, you know, they'll never do nothing. So I said, well, okay. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know what the board wants to do. I've mm-hmm. been asked to, I've been asked to go on tonight and talk to the board. I told them I would try to help them get it back together. I'd work, I'd do it for six months to one year, but I don't get tied up in a president of FLCHS or even a board member for very long. Cause I got my things I like to do. I pick out the people I want to work with, and I try to get things done. I even so, I are you going to be a board member? Are you definitely going to be a board member? Well, they're going. I guess. Well, I don't know if they vote me in. I guess I will be tonight. So. Oh. So have they? Have the board members held a conference call? Have they? No, not tonight. They, they tonight they will. I'll be on tonight with them. And what? Like time? I. And, well, they won't. They won't air it. You know, it's private. At nine oh, it's o'clock. for the board. Oh, it's for the board. It's not a public call. Right. But my thing is, I, you know, I think I can help more by uniting people together than I can anything. Because I don't. I'm not good on a computer. I'm not good in research. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I, I ran a business. I had 25 employees. So I know how to work with people, and that's one thing that with this technology. That they don't, the people don't know how to work with each other because they hit you with the technology, and in ten minutes they can have two women fighting or a woman man fighting like a cat and dog. So we got, and we, I think we all recognize that, but but yet the people don't stop before they start hollering and screaming and think about what they're saying. I've always mm-hmm. told Pete, you know, you, when you get a thought, you better stop and think about: it. is it my thought or is it? Is the thought they put into you? So yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I, you just made me remember something. Last week, I had asked um, people on this call what they expected from you know the next the the new FLCHS, and people shared their information. And I want you guys to know that I I put what you said in an email, and I added my own thing, and I sent it to the board of FLCHS, and they sent me an email back right away to my surprise. And they said they were very grateful and that they had already uh, worked on discussing some of the things that I suggested in that email. So hopefully there will be, uh, you know, a much stronger, much more positive organization in the future. And I told them that we really would like to see it to become a, a people's organization where they listen to the people. Right, exactly. Well, if they don't, then we can throw our hands up there. Because if if they're not willing to listen to the people that's being tortured and and hit, which most they are too, but see, I I, I never see anything wrong with working with somebody that's not a target individual. Even though I'm I'm telling you, every everybody in the United States has been hit with this technology. They mm-hmm. don't rec- they don't recognize it because they're not being tortured like we are. They I call it they keep them right below the radar. But yeah. even even these some of these organized stalkers. They have no clue what fiction hit them. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I, I suggested to them, that they focus more on the victims of the organized talking because for whatever reason, 
that seems to be minimized in this community, like, oh, just get over it, just ignore the people following you. Well, it's more to it than that. So I suggested to them that they focus more and, um, you know, try to help the victims of the organized stalking. I hope, I really hope that they do. Well, the organized stalking, if if all the TIs or target individuals would recognize it, that's that's the one thing they they use to put fear in you and drive you drive you into uh, seclusion where you then they got you right where they want you. You're scared mm-hmm. and and you're you're alone. You know how many calls I get? I, I probably get fifty calls a week from from especially women that feel like they're they can't do anything. They can't tell the family. I said, you know, don't worry about your family because unless they're trying to do you harm, and a lot of them are because they they want to put. I think they really think they're helping. In some cases, some of them I don't. I think they know what's going on, but they want to put you in a mental ward because they think there's something wrong with you. So quit trying to convince your family and move on. I I lost my whole family for 15 years, and now over a period of time. That my grandkids, my uh, not my great grandkids, they are, you know they don't they're not old enough to know any better, so they they still think I'm a great guy, you know, but but they they get fed these frequencies, and even your own grandkids, even your own kids, they you know they don't hear what you're saying. Now every one of my kids, every one of my grandkids, they they know that their grandpa or dad ain't crazy anymore. So it, it takes you time. It took me 15 years. That's a long time. Uh, no, I was so encouraged when you told me that. So Ken is saying that his family members had kind of distanced themselves away from him with the targeting, but they're all coming back now. So that's that's really good. That's very encouraging. Right. But you know, if if and some some people may not like what I'm going to say, but if Derek, if he had if he had the target individuals, their best interest in his heart. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have jumped out and started getting on calls right this, the same night that he got fired. He didn't get fired, but one or two people, all eight, voted him off that board. And some people tell me, "Well, yeah, but they actually betrayed Derek because he put them on there." And then they got. I said, "No, Derek doesn't put anybody on the board. They're voted on by the board. That's the other people that's on the board. So he didn't get betrayed." He refused to give them what they wanted. And they finally they they just threw their hands and said, "Well, we're going to." make a motion to get you off the board, get you off as the president. And that's what happened. But he jumps out and stirs it up. So he, he won't, he's trying to divide the group up even more the way I look at it. If I'd have been the president of it and they'd have fired me, I'd say, okay, y'all have a great day. And I, I'd have left. I wouldn't have said any more, especially after all the money is gone. You know, I'd, I'd have kept my mouth shut, but obviously he still he still – he wants that gravy train that he was on. That's the way I look at it. So, but you know what I don't understand, Kim. I'm gonna I'm gonna just read to you guys. I'll pull it up in a minute. What I what I suggested to the board. But one of the things I don't understand, and I suggested to them, is that the full board members come out to a conference call, introduce themselves, and let the people ask questions. Because it's like this invisible board. Nobody really knows them. I know some of them. You know some of them. But the majority of the people don't know the people. And there's only one side of the story being told. So they need to come out and and tell the other side so that people can make an informed decision. Or maybe well, they have 
And I don't know it because I don't listen to all the conference calls. But if they don't want to do that, then they should put the minutes out, and I will suggest that to them. Put the minutes out where y'all were asking week after week after week after week, we need this, we need this. And he, and he said, oh, okay, then he, next week. Derek, you didn't do that. Oh, okay, well, next week, you know. So they need to put them minutes out to show everybody that they were asking him for over three months to get all this stuff. I well, I heard, it. I did hear him say, well, I did give them what they, I did give them um, bank records, but from what I understand, this is what I understand, that he gave a certain amount, a period of time of bank records, maybe three or four months or maybe six months, I don't know how long, but not the full 10 years. And that record keeping was supposed to happen for 10 years. For the whole entire time you're there, you're supposed to be keeping records. Right. Well, actually, the IRS has seven years, but Ben, he's okay. in the job he's in. He should have been. He should have been able to. I I questioned him, Renata, five years ago. You know, Derek, how how much money are you getting in, and what are we what are we spending on? I spend my own money. I don't ask people for money. And then he would mute me. Then when I kept asking, he finally just took me off the 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 letter they sent out every Saturday. He just took me off that like. I don't want to hear what you got to say. Well, if you can't be questioned about where the money's at, and you donated money to this organization, I think I think whether you haven't even donated, I think people's got a right to in the group to know where the money's going, what it's being spent on. So yeah, me too, me too. I feel the same, and that's for but, anybody. It's not even personal. That's for anybody who is in the treasury position. They need to be accountable for the money. That's that's right. that's what that job entails. Right. He keeps saying, "Well, they, I want to put somebody else in the treasury. I didn't want Dee Dee in there because I couldn't work with her. No, because she's she was the only one that was willing to hold your feet to the fire, Derek. He wanted to put somebody he knew in there so that they wouldn't question him about the money anymore and just let that go on, like he does everything. I don't I don't have any respect for Derek. That's personal and everybody." Anybody on this call can have all they can have all the respect or none. I have no respect for him because I asked him to go to to ride down to Florida with me to meet Ron Paul, and his first excuse was, "Well, have you got an appointment set up with him?" I said, "No, but we'll get to talk to him." Well, no, I, I can't afford it. I said, "Okay, Derek, I'll come pick you up. I'll drive you. I'll pay for your hotel room, and I'll buy all your food, and I'll bring you back when we get through." Well, I can't because of the way I'm targeted. I said, Derek, you think, I said, I hope me and you're on the same page because I get targeted too. But he didn't go with me. So I, I immediately got on my phone. I called Lisa Becker out of Wisconsin asked her if she would mind flying down there to meet Ron Paul with me. And she did. And we had we met with him five times the first day. And I think the next day we met with him for breakfast and uh, what they call brunch or whatever it was. But we got to talk to him on several occasions. Hmm. That was good. So then I even went and met with Ron Paul in Indiana. I took him 85 affidavits from target individuals that was all notarized. And it, that's a long story. Derek had me to go to Kentucky to their, they had some kind of a meeting there. Only three target individuals showed up. He had all kinds of vendors there, and they were all mad because there was nobody there to buy nothing, what they were selling or anything. So I got there on a Friday. So Friday night, I asked him, hey, 
I seen there was nothing going on there. I want to get on to Indiana because Ron Paul's supposed to be there in three days. So I asked him, did you bring those the papers? Oh, I left them at the room. Okay. Well, he, him and uh, Marianne Stratton, they got a room down the road because I don't know what the deal was. They wasn't in the same hotel all the, the, the other two of us stayed in. So I asked him for three three days there for that. Every day kept telling me, forget him. On Monday morning, after Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning about noon, he come to my room. And then he told me, now don't make any copies of these. I don't even, I didn't even open up the envelope because I didn't care. I knew what was in there. I, it ain't, I don't care about every person's story. But he, he it's like, uh, I, I, I'm letting out this control out and I don't like it. I don't want you to make any copies. Well, don't worry, Derek, I'm not going to make any copies. But I was madder than hell because I had to wait three days to get them from him. Hmm. Okay, I just unmuted two people. Did you have a comment? Hello. Hey, um, Renata, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that you said that you'd like to see more about the the group or gang stalking or organized stalking. And okay, say I, again. You want to acknowledge what? I'm sorry. What is it that I said? That you mentioned that you'd like to see more of as far as, you know, comments to the board and that's yes. Speaking out more about the organized stalking when somebody's being severely stalked, yeah. um, and I agree with you, and I really want to thank you for bringing that up. Oh, no problem. It has been I, very minimized in the past for whatever reason. They like to focus more on the people who get the directed energy weapons, which I believe all of us get directed energy weapons, but it doesn't seem like everybody gets the stalking. Uh, right. But they just have this attitude. Just ignore it. You know, just keep going about your business. I wish it was that easy, but I have people running carts into me. Oh, I have thank people, you. That's total just... strangers walking up touching me. You I know what? I wish I'm just... it was that easy to just ignore it, but it's not. Yes, I just had that happen to me, as a matter of fact. Um, within the last two weeks, somebody ran a grocery cart into me at Fresh and Easy. <laughs> I was in goodwill with my grandson, and the woman said, excuse me, and elbowed me right in the back. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, I, I vacillate right now, and I don't know if it's, it's so early, the stages of it, and I can trace it back to 2011. Um, mm-hmm. Vacillate right now back and forth between anger and sadness, just not depression. It's a real deep sadness that somebody could even fathom doing this to another human being. I know. It's pretty sickening. It's hard to understand. It's hard to, even more hard to understand why we can't go to the authorities who are supposed to protect us. Uh, right. For and they're in, you know? and when that woman spoke up and said the FBI, she's absolutely right. I, I know that the local precinct is involved in my yes. situation because I saw a transaction transpire between an officer and um, an individual. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're involved. Well, I'll tell you, all the police departments and all the sheriff's departments, even your fire departments, I don't, I just watched the video with Mark Passio, and he says our military and our police are the big, biggest cult and the churches in America. So if any of you want to Google up Mark Passio, P-I-A. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. And how do you spell his last name? You, have you got it right there, uh, 
Renata? It's uh, P-A-S-S-I-O, first name right. Mark. Hey, yes, wait a second. Let me write that down. Yes. Okay. And he doesn't necessarily talk about targeting per se, but if okay. you listen to him, you'll get a lot out of it. He tells yeah. you that That's... they he tells you that they refer to the police as dogs, <laughs> that they really don't even care about the police. They're just using them and the military people. Um, it's P A S S I O, Mark Passio. Okay, I'll look him he's up. A, he's a former uh, Satanist who turned Christian. Oh wow. No. Okay, who yeah, was the yeah. other person I unmuted? Did you have anything to say? Uh, Indiana? Oh, hey, Renata, it's Lauren again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I got distracted hey. here at home for a second. I was just listening. Um, I know you moved the page with Mr. Rose said last night, and I do feel the same thing. I think I want to see freedom get back on track. In fact, I personally think it's already starting to get on track. I mean, more information. It's like I just have nothing but blessings, and it makes me want to cooperate. You know what I'm saying? We've got some wonderful people here at but yeah. Freedom. But I, I will agree with uh, Renata. I think the I think the board members need to come out and explain every one of them what they what they done, and even put the minutes out. Put the mm-hmm. minutes out. What when you were? If you ask me. If I got your diamond ring, Renata, and you ask me a hundred times over three months, and I keep telling you I ain't got it or I, I ain't going to give it to you, and you and it's done by, it's done legally by minutes of that because everything they say and do, there's minutes taken to make it legal for a five hundred one c three. Then all all you had to do is come out and say, hey group here, Ken Rose took my diamond ring, and I asked him five hundred times or for three months, and he didn't give it to me. And they're going to look at me and say, well, how come you, you're keeping her ring? So I, I do well, believe Well, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for uh, her name, Didi. I feel bad for her because she's taking the hit for all of this. It's being blamed on her. Um, but like you said, it was a group decision. And, and this didn't happen overnight from what I understand. It was a long time coming. Um, so I, right. I really feel bad for her. I know people say that her personality is difficult and people have personal issues, but for me, that's personal. That's a personal issue between you and her. It has nothing to do with the job that she's performing. You know? I find I find her to be very high integrity. I'll tell you that, and I and I don't think and I and I'll say right now that and I got a pretty good feeling when I talk to people that that she's honest and her integrity is high and she wants accounting. And she wants people to be accountable for their action. That's the way I look at Dolores Hall. I call her Dee Dee. And then she's, mm-hmm. ne- she's never, now I just met her a few months ago. She never done me wrong. So I think she's one of the greatest assets to that board that, we, that ever happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah she, I- she, she is taking hip. Here all of a sudden, Julianne McKinney, she's emailing me every day about Dee Dee Hall, Dee Dee this. How come we didn't we ain't heard from uh, Julianne McKinney for how long? Five years that I know of. All of a sudden, she come out swinging for Derek. Yeah, that's odd. That's odd. Yeah, it's very odd. So. Well, uh, but I, whatever I the reasons, that's odd. I, Go ahead, Lauren. I, oh, okay. I just wanted to. Well, I just feel like 
a lot of things Ken Rose mentioned, I, I mentioned myself, and I don't know Derek that well, but I had a lot of good ideals, and people have come through freedom that had wonderful ideals, and it was just ignored. And then when you wouldn't agree, you were just muted. And that made me feel like I'm being shushed down like a child. That's one of the things I put on my email is that, you know, people should not be censored um, like like they had been and, and, and mm-hmm. put on hold in this whole favoritism thing going on. I That's know, you know, true. with the amount of people that they have, Mm-hmm. You know, because they do have a large amount that it's not really uh, feasible to unmute each and every single person. But mm-hmm. they 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 called me for some um, let's see for for some of my feedback on how to successfully moderate calls, and I I shared with them what I thought about that. You know, because that's not cool to to just be stuck on mute forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it happens a lot to people who have good information. I've observed and I've heard, you know, that they have something to share that would be useful to other people. Those people are not have not really been able to speak. That's a very well, good way to put it. If you're getting anything done and Derek don't want it done, or he's not getting credit for it, you def you definitely got shunned off of his show. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, Lauren. Sure. Okay, there's a couple other people I'm going to unmute. Um, Carolina. Hey, can I, can I ask ahead, a question can... real quick? Or not a, this, yes. this uh, organized stalking, if you're, does it cut, do they cut it down if you got somebody with you, or do they, or do, they do it heavily if you're alone? It depends, on, it depends on who the person is with you. If the person is one of my family members, then not necessarily because, you know, they're targets too, you know. Right. So, but, but in the beginning, they used to just do it when it was just me because they, want, they didn't want my husband to believe me because I'm the main target. And so right. uh, it was happening to me first. And then I was shared with him, and they didn't want him to believe me. So most of the things would happen when I was alone. But eventually, yeah. you know, they started to see it too. So I guess it just depends. I know people where, because it's so subtle, they can do the tactics when you're with other people. The other people may not notice it or may not see it because it's so subtle. It it, it, it mimics real life. Everything right, you okay. do really does happen in life, you know. Right. Okay. That's, that's what, because I know I went to Pennsylvania. It's been six years ago to a guy. And he said they was gain, they was organized talking to him so bad, but I mm-hmm. went with him to the courthouse, and all the guys where you had to put your stuff to go through the conveyor, you know, to see if you got anything. They treated him like he was a lawyer. Oh, how you doing, Stan? Blah. He's mm-hmm. always he was up here all the time. They never treat me like this. <laughs> yeah, Just see, they talk. didn't want you to believe him. And and the other thing about that is they don't ever want you to have a witness. So they right. they. So, you know, if that judge had to say it to you, well, Mr. Rose, did you notice anything? You'd have said no. I didn't see anything because you really didn't. Right. But I bet you the minute you separated from him, they started all over again. Well, yeah, they, they right after that, they put him in a mental ward for long, quite a while. Wow. Well, Ken, I, I would love for you to, because I know you have a lot of influence with a lot of people, and I really appreciate everything you do 
for the um, TI community. But I would really appreciate if you would talk about the organized stalking more. You know, I know that you do, but if you could just do that a little more in large uh, forums, because I know that you have access to a lot of people, Pete Santelli and, and others, it would be a great service for us. It really would. And if you don't know uh, a lot about it because you don't experience it as much as some of us, then we, one of us would be happy to help you out any way you can. But it would it would really help to get that um, public awareness. We really need that. Okay, really I, I'll look. I'll look. I'll look into that because that, that seems to be everybody that I talk to, especially women, says it's really bad. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a Reddings, California. Uh, on the fourteenth, how far is that from you? Uh, let's see. You and I had talked about that. I think you said that's on San Francisco side. Uh, I, I I have to look into it. I'm not sure. I've heard of it, okay. but I've never been to Reading. Oh, okay. You can go ahead and take your other calls. I didn't mean to cut anybody in. Okay, Hart. I just unmuted you. Yes, I I, w- I wanted to know. From Ken, what was Ron Paul's response to the meetings he had with him? Uh, is what what what's the vibe? Does he believe us? Does he feel hogtied that he couldn't help? Is it something he'd want to get involved with? Well, I took it that he didn't want to get involved because he he never contacted me. You know, we left him information, but I'm not sure that I that I. Any more that I trust Ron Paul. You know, I had a big a big banner up my front yard for him, and when he didn't get, I think he was put in there. Well, he wouldn't fight for his rights when they was saying he's coming in third and fourth, and actually won two states. So then I got another video that tells about, and I make copies of it. It's uh, now you know, and whoever made this video, they showed all the way back from the 1800s how our government's been taken over. And this guy done very, very good research, and he said this is stuff that Alex Jones and Ron Paul will not tell you about. Yes. I probably watched that video. I've watched uh, one that goes all the way back. Uh, two main things that I uh, watch that is telling me what's going on with the targeting with this organized uh, harassment because it's all tied into a master plan. One thing is we have to understand the church. We have to understand who's coming, who has an interest to control uh, all of the facets of the of a, of the of our lives. Who wants to? Who wants a one world system? And if if you follow the religion, if you follow the money, who wants? How did the Fed get this powerful, where no president can touch them now to keep? printing all of this money every month, now trying to keep the economy afloat, printing money out of thin air with nothing to back it, knowing that it's getting ready to go haywire. So my thing is, if you follow the systems, you understand who's really behind it all. And that's why I was asking you, and I don't mean to um, discourage or anything. I just think the, the more aware we are, the more emotionally and spiritually fit we are to deal with it. I really think that it, like, 
most other stuff that's gone completely haywire because while we were sleeping, so many other things were being done, so many controls being put in place. I really believe with all of the new executive orders, with all of the, I mean, this this uh, surveillance is on complete, it's completely in whoever's behind this wanting to control the world. It's in their court. They've got everything locked down, everybody. It's, we are just aware of it because of the mischief and harassment they've done to us. But everybody is actually being controlled and watched at this point. And I really believe that um, I just don't know who would help us. Every time I stay on the web for hours trying to see who would not, who has any power. And when I look at the president and how weakened he is, he has no power. Who has no. any power? Who has you, any sin in the game? You've you, you got to look at Obama, what was it, I think about a month and a half ago. He made an executive order so that he could do mind manipulation or mind, or how they put it, they could uh, mind experiments on the whole population if they wanted to. Don't they, what, don't these other Americans understand what that means? Obviously they don't. not. They don't. They don't. And the whole thing is that's what I'm saying. What is in place now to, that could help us at all? Because it seems like everything is is out of everything is in their court. Whoever these bad guys are, they got the military on lockdown. They got the local police on lockdown. They got the local. Uh, 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 help, you know, EMS, all of them. They got the doctors on lockdown. Nobody's talking anymore. No whistleblowers. Nobody's bold enough to come out and talk about anything. I mean, they've got everybody is scared to death because they've sent enough messages. All the whistleblowers, it's like if you come out thinking you're going to talk about anything we don't want you talking about, we're taking you down. And when I just saw how they've got it into the anti-Semitic, you can wind up on the, the terrorist watch list and the person of interest list, even if you speak out against what you don't like, what the, what the Jesuits are doing or what the banking system is doing, all of that can land you on the list. You're, you're completely a dissident. So I just wonder, I mean, is there any skin in the game for anybody to help us? Well, if you if you watch that, Dane Wigington, on the geoengineeringwatch.org. Go ahead and look at some of his videos. He was talking about there's five million, they, they made five million people. Hello? Can you still hear me? Excuse me, Ken. Uh, I just unmuted everyone, but please mute yourself if your background is noisy. I just wanted to unmute everyone so that we can just uh, talk. But if your background is noisy, please mute yourself. Okay. Okay, he he was saying in one of his videos that there's five million letters that these the contractors, if you work for the federal government on these chemtrails, there's certain like a, like a different one organization they make you sign these letters. He said people don't even realize what they're signing. Then then later on, if you if you try to take it to court or you go to the newspaper, you go to the press, you get arrested. He said, then they, they, then they, if that don't shut you up, they try to split up your family. 
then he said the very last thing if you if you keep going they try then they take you and give you a mental evaluation and try to put you in the mental work. That's why I'm going to see him. I'm going to give him the name of that program that he's talking about. Okay. Well, I see the power that they have. They, they took my family. They they took my first relationship, and then they took the the next family I got, and I just see the power that they have. The other thing I wanted to ask you is that um, uh, has anybody tried being on Facebook with another target? No, I don't do Facebook at all. Okay. Okay. I uh uh Oh excuse Mr. me one second. Ken, who was that you were talking about? You were just talking about um someone uh was it a video or Yeah, that was Dane Whittington on G E O Engineering Watch dot org. Okay. And look G-E-O for G E O Engineering Watch dot org. His name is Dane Whittington. And this guy's on fire. I mean, I'm sure right now he's being targeted. That's why, I, and also I want to talk to him about that. But I want him to know the name of the program that they're doing it to all Americans, not just the ones that signs the papers. Okay, thank you. I'm going to look him up. Thanks, Ken. Okay. So that's go ahead, you Hart. Go all, do you go all over the state throughout the month? Well, I got 2010 Ford Fusion. I got 150,000 miles on it. Well, you know what? I want to get your number. I do too, Ken. I'm Karen. (laughs) I I would like to speak to you offline because I would like to maybe support you in some way or get more involved. All right, let me give you my phone number. You got a pen and paper? I do. Mm 586-295-6062. 6062? Yes. Okay, got it. Okay, I want you to do that. Now, I'm going to say this real quick, and then I just wanted to do that. I do Facebook because being alone and and with 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 so much mischief, and now that they've started in my neighborhood, I like to keep a lively presence so that if they do, do something to take me out, my family knows and friends know that I didn't take my life. They know that I'm I have a joyous inspirational presence on Facebook. So but what I'm saying is that Snitcher um connected me with another target and he called me, you know, on the buddy list. And so I accepted a Facebook I uh, I I got on Facebook with him and the minute I got on Facebook with him, I had my page hacked and I got all of these gozillion weird friend requests. So I had to to take him off. So I was just wondering, has any of the other targets tried being setting up any kind of social media or any kind of connection like that with other targets and had a similar experience? I have. I'm in Southern California. I had the same experience. Okay. Except it crashed my whole computer at that time. Okay. And it was from Facebook. It was quite a long time ago, and I've been very reluctant um, to go back on Facebook for that reason because uh, everything was going fine until I created a Facebook account and started posting. And it was um, not a minor, not a minor thing at all. It affected everything in my computer. It affected everything. It was a Trojan. 
that came in. Mm. And the Trojan um, affected everything. That's all I'm going to say. I took it in to evaluate it for a repair, and they said, with most, this happens to a lot of people, they said, and most of the time with a PC, they just throw it away. Get as much information off as you can, have a backup all the time, a current backup, and be ready to throw the PC away. So I went through about five of them. But um, that was, I only went through one because of Facebook, and I didn't go back on again after that. But I'm a heavily targeted person, and one of the areas is all technology that I get targeted in. I don't get so much the other things. Um, I do get a lot of gang stalking to irritate me um, as much as they can, but I get every kind of technology. Okay. But a firewall helps that, I think, so that it doesn't run wild um, through your computer because I did go out and get a firewall after that and um, a hardware firewall, not software. And um, it did, didn't happen again to me in that same way. And then they broke into the house and tried um, hitting the firewall with an energy weapon, and that didn't work. So then they came in and stole it <laughs> twice, actually. Mm-hmm. I went through two of the same kind of firewalls, and they really did work. Mm, okay. Let me, let me tell you something. I, I helped the TI and, and uh, Port Huron the other day. I took his computer to the shop for him, and this mm-hmm. guy told him, he said, let me put the link system on or you cannot get a virus. So I talked to him today, and it's been over two weeks, and he told me he still hadn't got a virus. So if any of you want to check in, I don't know anything um, about it. It's called the link oh, system. Yeah. That's what I did, Ken. Well, people think I'm real crazy, and I don't care what they think. I keep mine with me 24-7. I don't <laughs> care where I go. It's with me. Oh, me too. <laughs> um, you have to. You can't leave it behind. Yeah. You keep your what with you? I missed something. Her My computer. Out. Oh, okay. Heart, I wanted to ask you, Hart, how how are things in your neighborhood? I know the um, stalking had picked up with your neighbors. How is it going? They've gotten uh, they've gotten worse, uh, worse. But at the same time, I confront them and they back off. Oh, oh, let me tell you, with the dog walking, I what I do now is I just go out and start taking pictures of them. All that talking. <laughs> That she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking a picture of your beautiful dog. She goes, well, I'm not comfortable with that. I said, and I'm not comfortable every time I walk out of my front door. You just happen to show up with your dog, and you never come around here. You're crazy. I says, am I? I says, how much are they paying you? Wow. You're crazy. I said, you can say what you want to say. I said, and the only reason they got you doing this is because the other people who are around here who know me well enough would not accept the money. So you must really need the money real bad. Get out of my face. So that was the one. That was the one. And then another one uh, across the street, they've got their, they've cut a hole in their blind. So I come, I come, and then they got the brighting coming in. 
So every time I walk down the steps, I wave at them. So the other day, I just went and opened the shutters oh, completely wide and just stood in the window and waved. I'm mm-hmm. not thinking about them, low life. And this is what they don't understand. What these bullies are doing is they're creating a protocol that they want to know that they could have the whole planet snitching on one another. Mm-hmm. That they're pretty, they're... sell their souls for two pennies. Then they're they're buying pretty... right into it. They're fools. They're pretty close to having that. Yeah. Yes, they are. So yeah. So so when I when when I uh, confronted her about the dog, so then she tried to, and and let me just, and I don't mean to to offend anyone, but I do want to be open to say, in some ways, race does play into this too, because they know who to pick. They go and they if they get your neighbors involved, if it's the neighbor that's got a problem with an, a certain ethnicity, they know that person is willing. For example, I'll give you an example. The African Americans in my neighborhood obviously have refused to not to become involved in that. I go 18 years back with these people. They refuse. So it's only the non-African Americans that are involved in this. And and I'll and I'll show you how I know that it's racially driven. Uh, in some ways that they'll they, they use anything they can. When she when I told her she said she wasn't comfortable with me taking um, her picture, and I said I wasn't comfortable every time I walk out my door. She happened to show up with her dog. She called me crazy. My neighbor next door just happens to be African American. She was um, she was she was getting groceries out of her trunk. So she walked over to try to grab my neighbor into it and say, she is crazy. Did you see what she just did? And my, and my African-American neighbor looked at her and says, I don't want to hear it. I don't know what you're doing, but something ain't right. Just keep going. And shut her right down. So, see, if people would take a stance and do what's right and be led by what's right, this thing could get, you know, certain facets of it just would not work. But what they have proven is that the world has sold its soul to evil. They have. Yeah. Um, this, this is Jerome here, and uh, I believe in fair is fair and whatnot. I try to, try to uh, you know, stay fair. But check this out. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm black, and I'm happy to be black. Um, I enjoy my race and my people, but you know, um, my targeting. A lot of it, a lot, lot, lot of it is my own kind. There's a lot of black people. Um, well, they pay black people. Yeah, a lot of uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, black people of Caribbean descent, African descent. There's a lot of South Asians also, and Asians <clears throat> like Chinese and Filipino. So I don't even know what that's about, but they use a lot of ethnic people to target me. So you know, and and there's Europeans too. There's, uh, there's and you know of, what? And my and my people will tell you that they get targeted by other white people and Asians and you know mm-hmm. Filipino. Everybody, you know, they kind of just mix it up for the most part. Um, right. That, that way, you can say it's racially motivated. Because if it was I, just Europeans targeting black people, what they, I'm saying, please me out. What I'm saying, I'm not generalizing that it's racially motivated. I'm saying in the case of my neighborhood, the, the history that I have with the people, I believe that they came in and found out 
that other ethnicities were more amenable to become involved than the African-Americans who I have history with as well. So it's more of a history thing, okay? I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. I'm just, you know, I'm just stating the way it is for me, you know. It's um I get targeted by my own kind. There's a lot of uh, Well, she she you guys experiences are different, but she's what she's saying is that the the people in her the history of the people in her neighborhood who happen to be the same race as her seem to not be involved or not want to get involved. And that's that's a good thing. Yeah, and I think they manipulate whatever they can. It's the bigger I, point. I also had a friend who who was she lived in a very nice a, uh, neighborhood, like five million dollar homes and stuff like that. And they really irked on her because she was uh, she was a black lady from your country actually. So, but uh, she lived in Canada and she had you know very nice house and she rented out other property. And they really really hated on her. They targeted her big time. I don't know if they put her in the program, but there was a lot of uh, allowing their dogs to crap on her lawn, and there was a lot of stalking and them hanging around and, you know, just trying to promote discomfort and, and just spreading rumors in the neighborhood and stuff like that. So, you know, I know both sides of the coin, but for me, for her, it was mostly Europeans, mostly. We're talking 95%. Uh, Europeans were targeting her for the wine. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. For for me, I have seen, I think, every race on the planet target me. Absolutely. I have seen them all. Um, Someone was calling my name. Who was that? This is Kathy again. I'm so glad to know that I'm not the only one that they have um, done something to. I've been in public and had someone call me a effing old hag. Um, I had a woman pick up, well, first of all, she accused me of leaving my grandson in the car while I was at CVS getting water. That wasn't true because the guy that was working, Eddie, carried it out for me. And I went to take a picture of her and went back in to tell him, look, this is what this lady's saying. And in Arizona, you do not want to leave a child in the car in the summer, of course, or anywhere. And then she picked up a rock and said, if you say anything or do anything I don't like, I'm going to put this right through your windshield. And my grandson, that's three and a half, was with me and came into the house and said to his mom, Mommy, this, and told my daughter what happened. Didn't call the police at the scene because I was too afraid. I called them when I got home. And they said, well, you know, I said, let him, ask him what happened. My grandson, he can tell you. And he said, no, we don't want to traumatize him anymore. And I said, do you need the plate number? I think I got the correct plate number. And he said, ah, don't worry about it. We'll just do an incident report. Neither one of you were hurt. And I knew that they were already involved by another situation where I called them out. And I don't know if you get this, but I had people start coming to my door. Someone sent a cab driver to my door. Someone said the Lord told, told her to show up at my door. Um, I mean, I've had it all come to my door. And that's when yeah, I'm like... They, they do that. And I don't know if you've experienced that, but then I was also threatened over the phone and the officer's no longer with the precinct on the force. He wrote, um, 
solicitation call told her not to answer anymore. However, the sergeant said it went to the assault crime department and they threw it out. When I called them, there was they never called me back. They, I'm telling you, they're involved. So as, far as, the car, as far as the car incident, you should get a, a dash cam. They're yeah, that's very, what I was... You mm-hmm. can find them on Amazon. They're not very expensive. Yeah, that's that would be very, that, that would You'd be surprised. That, that helps a lot. They back, they back off a lot when you know, when they know it's being um, filmed. Yes. Yeah, so um, the people come to your door, I've, I've had that in the beginning. I, I I don't respond to that kind of stuff. I sit on my couch and holler, who is it? If they don't answer, they'll be standing there. So I, I started putting a padlock on my gate so mm-hmm. um, out in front. But the neighbor that said to me when I first talked earlier on the call, the very first thing, said to me, I think a good idea if you leave here. He, there was a gal that drove right into my carport, came to the door, and she said, oh, is Mike here? And I said, no, I think you want the guy next door. And she said, I'm only going to be in there 10 or 15 minutes. Could I, you know, just leave? She wanted to know if she could leave her car in my carport, and I said, yes. And I'm telling you, I know what's going on in my neighborhood. And these are older and younger people. And I know from what happened to my daughter, because of her telling me in the beginning, I said some people drop money, some people don't touch anything. It's just the money and and whatnot. And I talked about what happened to her because I was very angry. And I shouldn't have talked about it in public, apparently. And so that was, that's part of the targeting. And He's still out there doing this to other women, and nothing has happened to him. So obviously, when he made the comment, there's attorneys, police, whatever, and he's not a f- then it, it, he's right because he's still doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's still well, doing it. Just- I just wanted to clarify one last time. The larger point I was making is that it is, it's a very real thing. It's more than obvious to me. The African-Americans in my neighborhood obviously didn't pass the test because they could not get any of them involved. And it's all of anybody who's not. And that just happens to be because these people just happen to be more manip- to, to be able to be more, more manipulated for whatever reason. So that, that's a reality. There's, it's not me being paranoid or thinking that, oh, it's, it's based on color. It's not based on color. I know everybody's involved. I'm just saying with the history I have with the two ethnicities, the one was less likely for whatever reason to become involved. So that, and, and it was a real blessing to me that the one would not buy into it and shut it down because, see, she would have gone on and on, probably called the police and, and caused it to escalate. But because the other person said, move it along, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, and it, it made her go away and it diffused the entire situation. That's what I was saying. Yeah. If, you can, if you can get, uh, if you have people that will not become involved in your targeting, you are so blessed. Because they are uh, real good about getting most people involved. So that yes, is really they are. Good. That's, that's, that's true. really good. Absolutely. That's I've that is. That years is. And now people are starting to act strange. And the businesses that I've frequented for 32 years. Yeah, I, I definitely experience that. I get targeted at every business I go to. Yes. And when I was in, 
when before the people that put the gang stalking papers outside for me said something like this had happened to them. They asked me if the police had started stopping me yet. They asked me if I'd seen street theater, and I was like, what the hell are they talking about? But when I did call the police, I told them that these people asked me if the police had started stopping me yet, and I said, you guys have no reason to stop me when I called the chief's office and the precinct, so it better not happen. But my daughter's car is registered in my name, and she's just been stopped. What she... She ran a school zone, so that wasn't anything there. But other than that, she's been stopped twice now in my car. Hey, you guys, this is the first for me. Somebody in the chat room typed, you people are paranoid. Is that common? Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, that's probably a troll. It's, it's it's not paranoia when it's really happening. And, uh, you know, I I have a joke, and it's not really that funny, but I think it's funny. As I say, Michael Jackson might have been drawing breath today if he was a little bit more paranoid because he was a targeted uh, person and uh, maybe he didn't trust his instincts enough and uh, that got him six feet in a wooden box. Yeah. He knew. He was targeted. But I'm asking about this, chat, this thing in the chat room. Is that is that normal? Yes, it is. Yeah, there's perps. There's always going to be perps. That's just yeah, normal. that's perps. It's not normal. What normal? They, someone type, you people are paranoid. Oh, we don't pay attention to that. Yeah, no, that's the perp, normal. The perps come they're through. Bold, all the time. They're bold yes. enough to come on and, and, and say oh, stuff? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, it, it used to be worse. It used to be way worse than this, but I don't give it any attention. We don't. I don't even mention it. Right. I, it's not worth it. Okay. All right. Not. Renata, I have another question. Did you ever find that you felt like I would? so outgoing. I mean, I would have never been hired by Southwest Airlines if I was not outgoing, if you know anything about that airline. And since this has happened to me, I find it very difficult at times to leave the house because it seems like no matter where I go, even if it's a doctor's office, there could be one person in there that acts really strange. Yeah, it, it um, you know, that's all designed to keep you um, in the house and to get you to self-isolate, I, I yes, I was very much like that in the beginning, but then I decided to take my power back and go on about my life in mm-hmm. spite of the targeting, which yeah. I really don't like, but you know what? Um, you should live your life regardless. Yeah. But yeah, it, it gets hard. It gets hard because it sounds like your targeting is very similar to mine. Because yes. no matter which business I go to, the employees harass me. The yes. perps come in and harass. You know, so yeah, it gets hard. But um, you know, start taking pictures. Don't be shy about it. They'll back off. So I'm gonna order the body camera. You can also order order also. Yes, they do. They have those. They yeah, they do. They have the ink pen type. They have the clip on type. They have the sunglasses. I have like, all of them. I have all of them. I don't necessarily use them anymore, but, um, yes, you can go to Amazon and find all that stuff at some of the spy stores online. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. because of the fact that they're now. Or use your cell phone. Your cell phone has a camera on it as well. Yeah, and my cell phone's a whole other issue. I've been working with Apple since April or May on this thing because there's so much weird stuff happening. And I had a conversation with somebody just recently and then I got this message, and it's from Verizon, and it said VTech on it, and I tapped it, and 
I called a friend, and then I got this text saying, um, if you want to send it to a landline, your taxes, it's 25 cents each. Then Verizon popped up, and it said, enter your ID or your phone number. So I put in my phone number, and up pops this security image of a conversation I had had a week before with my grandbaby's dad, telling him that my dad had built a, lake, a house on Lake Champlain in Vermont. So this generic lake pops up, and underneath it says Lake Champlain. And I never put that on there. I only have hard copies of his house that was built. Hmm. I mean, I've had really bad stuff going on with my phone. They're working with me, though. Um, Thank God Apple has. They've sent the phone logs to two phone logs to engineering. And then the gentleman that's working with me used to work for my network, Verizon, which he was in the CEO's office. So I... Thank God I got him because tomorrow he's going to call Verizon with me and tell them that they don't believe it's the phone. They've done everything. It's in the network. So that I'm really, really feeling excited about that because this has been going on since April or May. And Verizon, myself, I went to them and they were not going to help me. Hmm. Yeah, so they really. That's good. You're getting help. I want to ask real quick. Why do they hate? uh, uh, Help me understand. Why do they hate uh, having their pictures taken so bad? Well, because you know, a lot of these uh, targets can be brought up on charges. Stalking is a crime. I personally don't believe that at certain levels. I'll say at the boot to the ground level. I don't believe they're protected. I believe they work for these people. They get the gift cards so that there's no attachment to whoever they're working for. And if they get caught, they're on their own. That's what I think. Now, if anybody knows Darlene Miles, and she's public with her information, so I don't mind sharing it, she has recently um, filed um, charges against a lot of her persons because she does her research, she, she, she gathers her evidence, and she's bringing one of them up on criminal charges. And wow. they were trying to set her up, and I hope I'm telling this right, Ken might know, but they were trying, this, this one particular person of hers was trying to set her up, and this person was more continuous in her life because a lot of us who get to stalking, you don't necessarily see the same person over and over unless maybe it's your neighbor. But this lady was... Um, following her a lot. And uh, Darlene says that she followed her to church one day, and she, the lady brought the police to, to try to turn it around and say Darlene was stalking her or something. So the police actually was going to arrest Darlene. But the pastor, thank God, another good person, like Hardy is saying, there are some good people in her area, so that's encouraging for all of us. But Darlene said the pastor uh, stuck up for her and said, no, no, no. She's not targeting this lady. This lady is targeting her. So from what I understand, I don't remember the whole story. Ken, you may you may know this story. But the cop did not help the lady. He didn't want to be involved at that point. At first it seemed like they were working together, but then the cop kind of backed down when the pastor um, stood up. So now this lady is being brought up on charges. So How did the pastor believe- come in? The pastor came in, from what I understand, 
the pastor, I, I think Darlene had been sharing this with the pastor all along, but I'm not positive. So the pastor spoke to the police and said, no, she, this lady, it, the story is the other way around. She was blessed. She was blessed. She was blessed because there's no pastor that I know, and I know of them from every denomination that would do that, period. And all the cops are against us there, have lead poisoning, anyone that shoots a gun, wears a gun, wear bullets, open up fire plugs like the the construction workers and the fire department personnel. As it was reported at the top of last year, the water has high-level lead. They're suffering from libido and mental instability, plus they're coming back from Morocco, Afghanistan, and Iraq, shooting wait, in the back wait, of their wait, head, melling people. Sister Bibi, hold on, hold on. Someone was asking me a question. Let me finish before you go off to something else. So, Hart, um, I believe that they do not want to be. I think that they're on their own if they get busted, basically. Okay, because let me share real quick. The the one experience I didn't get a chance to share. I went to the grocery store, and I had a young man with me who had driven me there. And I came out of the grocery store, and I, because I, they follow me continuously. It's 20, if I leave my house, they're on me. So I, I, I came out of the store, and uh, this guy was sitting in the truck. His, his, the woman with him was filming me. I don't. She, I, she had a camera. I could tell she was just filming me. And I instinctively took my camera. I keep my camera in my hand now. And I instinctively, and I started filming her back. That guy went bananas. Are you taking our picture? I said. Are you taking my picture? No, mm-hmm. I'm taking your picture. I said. Well, I'm not taking your picture. He turned, he ran, he was so ticked off. So I had made a mental note. I thought, i got to ask Renata, why they get so mad if they think you're taking their picture back? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think they're on their own. That's what I think. Okay. Oh, Renata. Okay. Remember the movie I shared with you, Hart? The, um, yes. Okay, so that movie kind of explains it, too. The next with- case, they're on their own. And what movie is that, Renata? What was the name of that movie? Oh, excellent. I watched it twice. Um, Gosh, what's the name of it? I'll find it. I'll find it real quick. But it it tells the, um, the, the, it it shows one of the ways that they recruit the perpetrators. Oh, really? Um, and, And that's not the only way, but it shows one of the ways. And it shows in the end how they will blackmail them and they will set them up. Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't. Here's another thing that happened with the people that I was telling you that put the gang stalking papers out. They had told me prior to that that there's a car lot down the street from me, and that there's it's cartel that owns it. And what I've noticed is I've because I'm whenever I leave the house I'm stalked, and I've noticed that some of the same people but in different cars, and I went. Oh, my gosh. And some of them were like cars like L.A. And I'm not saying, okay, there's not cars from L.A. that could be dropped at a car rental, could be dropped at an airport, because I've tried to go back and forth with that in my mind to deny that it's happening. But, yeah. Well, you know what? We had some, and then I'm going to let Sister Bibi speak. Thank you. Um, One second, um, Sister Bibi. Um, um, Lamont. We had a guest here a couple of months ago, Lamont, and he, he's, like, really good at researching this stuff. And he shared with us that he discovered 
that a lot of these uh, big big box stores like Walmart, Target, Costco, you will see an influx of cars there. That is where they trade the cars. Uh, In other words, like the the stalking network has a fleet of cars. And they park those cars in those parking lots, and then the perps go and they jump in those cars. And then they bring them. And and it may, it may when he said that it made so much sense because around here where I live they're constantly swapping cars. Yes, and it may, it makes so much sense. So they're not necessarily in their own car. Some of them may be in their own cars, mm-hmm. you know, especially your neighbors and things. But they have a fleet of cars, and you'll also see a lot of activities around gas stations or yes. just you know empty parking lots. That's mm-hmm. because they have a, they have a fleet of cars that they're interchanging. Right, and I've seen them just sitting in the. I didn't mean to say L.A. I meant to say California. And when I mentioned to someone on the phone that I saw Texas and California cars surrounding me, it seems like whatever I talk about is what ha- you know that has bothered me the most is what starts happening more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you just answered your own okay, question. Okay. Okay. Let's let uh, Sister BB speak. Go ahead, Sister. Okay, well, just to tag on what she just said, she just answered her own question. Whatever bothers her the most is what the more they do. We've got to take self-control, self-discipline, self-motivation, self-introspection. That means look inside yourself. Self-forgiveness. Self-rectification means to repent or set to right. Self-respect and self-love. That's A number one. I don't see anybody telling me what they felt inside of themselves, except she just said a minute ago, which means she was perping herself. And we're perping ourselves whenever we have all this electricity, Wi-Fi, what is it, wireless and uh, battery-operated. All of these have radiation. Add that to the fact that it is it, it is uh, accumulative in our body. And many of the foods, we've told you that all the foods have been messed up. Look up mindtv.org, battery chickens. They, we, they recalled trillions of eggs in 2010 and then still put them back on the market because you know why? We, the people who are the government, not our employees, why are we running around looking for our employees? Who ever heard of an employer looking for their employee? They're supposed to ask us what do we want and need, not tell us what to do. The one thing I can say about Honorable Brother Pete, uh, what's his name, Centilli, he will quote our laws. Those are our laws, my laws. They are built on my tenants, and we don't even want to read them. It clearly says in the Declaration of Independence, the consent of the government. Everything President Obama's been doing, George W. Bush, and all these other employees, they've never gotten our consent. President Obama's done the most presidential and executive orders than any of the presidents. And this very war that's been the longest war, whether the Afghanistan and Iraq war, they, he didn't even get con- con- the, George W. Bush didn't even get the consent of, of Congress. Because we don't know. And right now, I really think we're really taken over by Russia. Because in 2008, when I called up, no, it would have been 2009 after the inauguration, 
I asked for President Obama's cabinet. They gave me Russian names. And the girl that was talking to me had a Russian accent. I can discern that. And in 2008, before he left his senatorial office, the woman that answered his phone was Russian. How do I know? Because I asked her, and she said yes. If she was someone that was born in Russia and just so happened now to be a citizen of the United States of America, she would have said, oh, I'm a citizen of the United States of America, but I was born in Russia. They have more people here than I have, and I'm indigenous to this country. I'm sick of it. Right now they're about to bring all these drug addicts here from Afghanistan and Iraq. They already sent their children through, uh, uh, what, is it, uh, what is it called, uh, Syria, the uh, year before last in 2013. 2014, all the Mexicans, Guatemalans, Nicaraguans, they used my ancient tunnels to bring those children here. And then our employees stood there and said, oh, we're going to find their relatives. Their, fellow, their relatives are undocumented. And then, then they even admitted that they had some kind of contagion in some, uh, where the um, Disneyland or Disney World, whatever, and no one's paying attention to that. And prior to that, they had said all these people had brought forth this uh, whooping cough and other uh, uh, and, and breaching our children's inoculations. I'm sick of all of it. These drug addicts from Afghanistan and Iraq, how am I saying that? Because they interviewed a mother, and she said they showed her toddlers and they transliterated it. This is over 15, almost 15, uh, nearly 15 years ago. The bottom line is, because it was started, the war, they uh, sent them in Afghanistan in 2000 and then in 2003 to Iraq. But the bottom line, in March 19, 2003, here are these little toddlers running around. She says, I have to feed them once a day opium soup so they won't remember that they're hungry. Now, just the other month, they were talking about these same children who are now preteens, uh, teenagers, and that's who's coming here. That's why some of those countries in Europe uh, stopped them at the border and either set up tents because they knew they were drug addicts, but they won't tell you on the news media. And the bottom line is we better wake up. Now, I heard some other people talking about, oh, it's the sexual uh, things that these people are doing to us. This is the problem. Trying to say who's the perpetrator doing it, a lot of it's interdimensional. And I can get more details. And the fact remains that the very people, many people are saying that they're doing the sex, especially these little teenagers and all, and they've been told by the different ones, oh, if you tell on this one, you can make money. Well, in Pennsylvania, this Kathleen Kane, and then before her, Governor Corbett, who was the attorney general, they have over 400 pornographic pictures on our emails, the, play, the, the very electronic devices we give for, to them to transact our business. They all should be fired. And even if one of them looked at one of those pornographic, they have no right to be persecuting people because they've been tainted. They've breached themselves. And then they plant in the minds of people. Now, remember, I've had over 45 years of marketing, public relations, advertising. See, I won't even get into my banking credentials and high-level high credentials in uh, hotel, restaurant, institution management. But the bottom line here is subliminal advertising. Look it up on, on businessdictionary.com. All of you that use your cell phone, iPhone, iPad, computer are being breached with the very 
computers that you're using. We can flash a message on you, hypnotize. They all in the 1950s, every show that was a variety show always had a hypnotist. A magician too, but most a hypnotist. And the bottom line, people that were older than me told me they were in vaudeville, always one hypnotist. And it's become more sophisticated. In those days, I'll never forget, they line the people up. Either they get hypnotized on live TV or say that they were hypnotized before the, the show. And there was always one that was told to sit in the chair, and no matter what we tell you, you're stuck to the chair, you can't get up out of it. That cop, that burly cop who also manhandled Mr. Carlos, uh, I can't think of his last name now, sister, <laughs> uh, Carlos, I can't think of his name, but at any rate, 10 years before, just the other week, the little girl in South Carolina, if you pay attention, he came in, picked the chair up, and turned it upside down. Mm-hmm. Then threw the chair, and if you look, her, her legs are still in a sitting-prone position. All of them were hypnotized, and most people recognized, why did the class get any reaction? But the real truth is, the, the first thing that the teacher told her, stop taking pictures, get out of your chair, and go to the principal's office. Well, the two people that took the pictures that if we, they wouldn't have taken them, we wouldn't know it, were really in violation because the teacher told her to put the, the camera away. I know if I'd been in that room, I would not have opened up my camera. But the bottom line here is I say that those people were programmed to use their camera because if you pay attention to what is being presented, all of this is distraction to keep us from paying attention to all these people coming to this country that are foreigners. I know all of you compared to me are probably foreigners, so be it. But then I have been disrespected, especially when they tell me somebody on an indigenous reservation got their their uh, reparation. How dare they? And the Indians got paid off. No such thing as Indians. These East Indians are East Indians, and they're drug addicts. The Pakistanians are drug addicts. They got nuclear plants. They're you know not there right now in, in, in Vietnam building a nuclear plant. Not anyone's talking about it. Iran is not going to bomb Israel nor Palestine because it's occupied by northern Russians. And I have the very public relations information that they were asking me to send them money so that they can send a one-way ticket from a, to a, a northern uh, Bolshevik was what they are, the Khazars from northern Russia, to send them to to uh, Israel. And now, what is that other little country that's really Russian? Well, uh, because I my Philadelphia to, uh, police uh, Georgia? I Georgia? went there. I hate to tell you, lady, that everyone's an immigrant. Everyone's an immigrant. Oh, oh, came from uh, somewhere. you have a problem with me talking about oh, me and my country, right, you, know, you have a problem, you have it. the inferiority complex, yeah, not me, yeah. okay? He is talking you like have the inferiority complex. I'm indigenous to this country. Okay, we don't do all of that. So, Star 8, if you would like to speak. That's why I don't like to unmute people, because people's opinions are not respected, and uh, it gets chaotic, and I don't like the chaos. That's not this cause. If you guys want to do the chaos, it's not for this cause. Maybe another call, but not this one. So, Star 8, if you would like to speak. I guess we have to do it the kindergarten way, one by one. Okay. Hello. Hello, New York. 
Hello. You have to be unmuted. New York. Okay, I'll put you back on. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. I don't have that much to say, but I figured I'd just stop by and say hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. How was your week last week? It was it was okay. It was okay. 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 Notice any more changes in your area? Um, I got some other things going on, so I'm not. I, I still notice it. It's, it's still a lot of construction going on, but um, I just got so many other things going on that I'm trying to take care of. Okay. Okay. How was church today? Great. Good. Very good. Very good. Okay. Good to hear from you. All right. <laughs> okay. She's so sweet. That's All New right. York. That's the real New York. We have a lot of New Yorkers come here, but that's the real New York. <laughs> I wonder, Abby, you not have to stop today about because there are so many New Yorkers to come here. I wonder if, if all you guys know each other. I have to try to network you guys together. You, I don't know if you guys live in the same, because uh, New York's so big. I don't know if you guys live in the same area, but um, I'm going to have to work on that so that you can know other targets in your area. If you don't already, you might already. Hello, Arizona. Renata, did you get the name of that movie? Oh, yes, I did. It's called Seeking Justice. Okay. That's the way it sounds, Seeking Justice, and it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, most people most people who watch it probably just watch it and, and don't even, you know, get the message in it, but a T.I. will see that it is all about targeting. Now, when it first starts, You'll you'll think like, what does this have to do with targeting? But just pay, pay close attention. It's real subtle. It doesn't go like a whole lot into it, but it's showing more of how they recruit the perpetrator. Uh, one of the ways, because I think they recruit them in a bunch of different ways. But yeah, let uh-huh. me know how you like it. Okay. I will. Is that is it an old movie or? 2011. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember if I was able to find it on Netflix. I kind of don't think it's on Netflix. Um, sometimes if you Google, um, like, free free movie, you know, but you have to be careful because a lot of those will have a virus attached. So even check YouTube. Some some movies are on YouTube. Okay. Thank you. Okay? Okay, Sister BB, I'm going to let you finish up, but if you could wrap it up, please. Okay, real quick. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. The key here is the young lady had said someone had written, and you know I don't have Internet nor computer, and the bottom line is she said someone had written that we are paranoid. No, we are cautious. And okay. we as people who have been perpetrated don't know who's doing it, and it's obvious that we now belong to the FFCHS, many of us, which is humbling because I thought I was in this all uh, alone. And I hear the same common denominator across the board. Here in 2-4, I like to consider ourselves a family. And I do remember Honorable Brother Derek when he was said that he was coming to California because someone invited him to come there and he'll be safer there in a safe house. And then I think he was run out of that because of the way they mistreated him, therefore made homeless in California. 
And then he finally found a place. Then the next thing I know, his daddy transitioned. Then he had to leave there to go back home. And it hurts for a young man to have their daddy dead and died and got to come, then had to go all the way back to California. My papers and when I paid my dues, it may have been late, but he did send them. And he never asked me for any money, but I did send him a small check. I don't have any money myself, but he never asked for any, any money from me. So all these aberrations, people need to look in the mirror and, they, and understand we're all targeted. Respect that. Why would someone go to IRS? It's my understanding IRS, which is the thug for the Federal Reserve Bank, which all have been in violation to our rules, laws, and regulations, and I'm understanding that they're supposed to be on their way out. Why would someone say, oh, I'm going to call the IRS on them? And me being a melanin rich and the bottom line here is even, what was his name, Al Capone. That's how they took him down with IRS. I can be corrected. But any of us, our entertainers, when they finally make it high and rich, they have put them in jail. They don't put their accountant in jail. They put them in jail for their taxes. What's up with that? I never see any of the Caucasians done like that, as they do our people in entertainment. And when they go to a bathroom or whatever they call it, all of a sudden they get uh, knocked out and drugged out. But all these other people have been uh, uh, making these paces available all these other years. And, and then when we go someplace, it's getting on my nerves. It's getting on my nerves. And I wish the melanin rich men will wake the heck up and stay within their community. But the bottom line here is enough is enough. And if you're in my country and you love it, then stop knocking the people that are here because you got here because you would knock us. And that's what they even tell the Africans when they come here. I know I have, I have uh, socialized all over the place, and I know what's up. But the bottom line, I'm tired of the liars. We're supposed to be here to enjoy our creation. And and I'm telling you, if somebody came here and said, I'm going to give you a plane ticket, I won't get on it. Because, first of all, every airline, any kind of vehicle gives off too much electromagnetic field. As I mentioned to you about batteries and anything electrical gives off too much electromagnetic field. We are electrical beings. It's accumulative in our body. Much of the problems we're having is not only from our food, but, yes, these other degenerates that know how to do their vibrations. And, yes, there are demons. You've got to understand it. But they're just as there are demons, there are beings that are my ancestors that will come through and protect. But the difference is we have rules, laws, and regulations. We have to ask. And even in the transliterated by my very enemies of my book, it, they even give an acro- made it into an acronym. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Not going to be open unto you. And you take the first letter of each word that spells ask. And they okay, will Sister come. BB, we have ten minutes left. I have about five, six thank other people to Thank you so much, speak. sister. But I'm, I'm, I have more to say. But thank you. We're cautious. We're not paranoid. Enough is enough. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Alrighty. Put you on mute. All right, let me give, we have about 10 minutes. 
And I want to take a moment to give a little bit of motivation, and then I'll let the others um, speak. All right, so this comes from the Daily Motivator. It's called Have a Little Patience. What you gain in an instant can be lost in an instant. Have a little patience. Invest in the long term and create real value that lasts. Be thankful that the good things take time to build. The time and energy you give are what make the good things worth having. When you demand to have every desire met immediately, you end up with a lot of anxiety and frustration. Have a little patience. Allow life to unfold at a rich and sustainable pace and enjoy fulfillment as it is created. Hurrying deprives you of living. The point of life is to live it fully, not to rush through every little part. Take a deep, slow breath and remind yourself how fortunate you are already. Remind yourself, too, that being patient and composed is much more effective than being nervous and restless. Today, in these circumstances, in every day, in every circumstance, have a little patience and enjoy a rich, rewarding life. If anyone knows about patience, I think it's a targeted individual. We have to have a lot of patience to deal with the people and the situations that we have to deal with. There is a scripture in the Bible that says trials and tribulations work patience. So if you are a very patient person, that is proof that you have been through a lot of trials and a lot of tribulations because that is how we gain patience according to the word of God. So I just want to leave that with you. I want to encourage you to um, be patient with yourself also because I think I heard a little tone here today that some people feel like they probably should be further than they are, you know, with um, the tolerance, with dealing with this targeting but it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to deal with. It's it's a unknown territory that we're going through. Um, and no one should have to go through this. So just, you know, trust yourself, be prayed up, do what you have to do to take care of yourself mentally every day. Even if you're having a day where you feel good, you need to be doing something to um, to manage your stress because I know that it's stressful. I know some people go through it and, you know, pretty unaffected. But uh, a lot of us deal with with stress, and we have to find ways to de-stress, you know, and just take care of yourself, pamper yourself, be good to yourself, okay? So be encouraged. Um, We have probably 10 minutes, um, and I want to thank everybody for coming. We had a a new person today, one of my YouTube friends, and um, and I want to thank her for coming. And thank everybody else. And you guys have a great week. We will talk until the call um, ends, okay? I will start to unmute. Please keep your um, comment very, very, very brief because I want everybody, there's about six people in in less than ten minutes, okay? Hello. Hi, it's Lonnie in Washington. Um, And I had a good day at church, too. And I wanted to say this. You know, there are two churches I was kind of, between and we have small towns, so just keep looking. And if you find one that you know uh, gives you trouble, then head on to another one. But I want to say this: I enjoyed hearing the letter that you wrote last night, 
uh, when Neil read it over the uh, Freedom Conference call. Oh, did it, he? He read it? He did, yeah. It was a oh, lot of goodness. real good good information, good ideas. And, and I, didn't I, know that, he, I didn't know he read that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, he just started off doing that. Are you? Let me ask you this, and I don't know whether you've talked about this or not. Are you at all interested in um, becoming a part of <laughs> Freedom again? Um, in what capacity? Well, I thought, you know, you know something, this still bothers me. Now, they're just asking for suggestions for the president. But I'm still concerned that the power elite that most of us don't even know, except for Neil, um, made a monumental decision like that. And they have they didn't even come on the call to you know I would I would want to rush to the call to talk to the constituency and let them know you know why they did what they did. But those people haven't done it, and that does bother. I asked them to. I don't know if that came across in the letter, but I asked them to to come yeah. out and, and to address the people. I don't know if Neil read that part. Um, yeah, but he I, said. I did. He said he was hoping they would just kind of drop by, and I thought, you know, we need more than that right now for them to identify themselves and tell us, you know, where they're coming from on it. But anyway, anyway, I don't know what's going to happen with all that, but you'd make a good president or you'd make a good board member, you know? Well, several people have mentioned that to me, um, (laughs) and I have been on the board before. I don't know if you know that, but... I did. um, I didn't. Yeah, I was a board member, but I, I resigned. Um, because my I, I just didn't my morals just didn't match up, and so I just respectfully resigned. Would I do that now? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I would have to feel led by the Lord, and at this point, I don't feel led. Um, not to even say that because I know they have a voting process, so not to even say that they would vote me in or whatever. But I don't. I don't currently today. I don't feel led in that direction. I really yeah. don't. Well, you're no. doing a good job with what you're doing. So you're doing a good job, and people are being benefited by your efforts right now. So I understand that. But I, I just wondered. I was just curious, and that's all. And, and the other do. thing about that is it takes it takes a lot of time and um, dedication, which sure. I think for the president, my own personal feeling for the president, it probably would be better for a person who doesn't work because it is a very cumbersome position, you know? I yeah. mean, you're getting contacted 24 hours by people. So if, if it were me, I would have to set some clear boundaries. Like I work 9 to 5, you know, or 3 to 2 or whatever. You know, I would have to yeah. – because it, it can be a round-the-clock job from what I understand. I thought about that. And because I know you've got enough to do, and then on the weekend you do this. But um, I was thinking, too, they were, I asked Derek about, you know, his pay because they were supposed to be giving him $200 a month, and he said that's all we can handle. So if, I don't, if they did pay somebody, I'm not sure what they could afford anyway. So, you know, <laughs> not yeah, well, uh, from what I understand, they really have to kind of start from scratch with the money. Um, right. But I just hope that, you know, that they have a very good, very effective leader with clear goals, um, not to say that my two cents matters at all, but I just put my thoughts on an email and I sent it to them, and it seemed like it was well received. Um, it was. And I just, I just hope that everybody does that, not just me, but let them know what you want. You know, let yeah. them know what you're looking for, because from what I understand, now there's going to be even another organization, because I think 
I heard that Derek is going to start another organization. I just That's hope that I hope whatever happens, it is yeah. in the best interest for all of us. We want out of this program. Period. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I don't care. To me, it's not a competition. I think whoever's in there needs to be honest. They need to be for the people. And that's what I told them in the email. I'm I'm for the people, period. I don't care about position. I don't care about people saying my name. I don't care about any any of that because God gives the increase when he's ready to. And whatever yeah. I do, I want to make sure I'm led by God. So I don't care about any of that, being in the spotlight or any of that kind of stuff. I just want all of us to be free of this, all of okay. us. Exactly. And prayers. So keep your prayers going. That's the main thing. Right. Thank you. Thank you for keeping this up. And I'm sorry, I can get on the last 30 minutes every day, every, every Sunday, but we'll keep working okay. on it. <laughs> Thank you, Lonnie, though. I think I, I really appreciate you even thinking about me like that. That's very nice. Thank you very much. Okay. God bless. Okay. I'm going to unmute people. Make it quick, please, because we got like five minutes or less. Hi, Elvira. Watching 60 minutes right now about Aaron Alexis. Love you yeah, all. Yeah, someone in the chat room, um, just because said in the chat room that uh, 60 minutes is about Aaron Alexis right now. It, it's not on my television for whatever reason. I just turned to it. But um, yes, thank you uh, for telling us that, just because, and thank you for telling us that, Elvira. Okay, I'm put you on mute, Elvira. Okay, let me go to York. We have. Maybe three minutes. Go ahead. Renata? Yes, ma'am. I just I just want to say you are truly a blessing. That's all I have to say. Thank you, New York. So are you. It's something about you I really like. <laughs> you just say what you have to say, and, and you're out. You crack me up with that. I like that about you. Thank short you so and much. simple. I just try to keep it short and simple. You know, I met I met someone. And I'm I'm kind of I've always been introverted. I know you guys can't tell because I talk a lot here, but in my personal life I 